Show on 560 WQAM. If there's a but, I smell it. Jesus Christ. Oh, I don't know what it is about them. Their whiny little voices or their big noses, those goofy hats, tiny little schmeckles. I don't know. They just they just rub me the wrong way. Anti-Semitism lives in every speech and love gives. It's in the news. Hillary hates Jews. Spewing hatred through the halls, busting people's mops of balls. It's in the news. Hillary hates Jews. You won't catch her lighting a menorah. No. God, she must have a wonderful aura. When she speaks, I wanna cry. She could use a good rabbi. It's in the news. Hillary hates Jews. If there's a but, I smell it. 901 at 560 WQAM. Happy Wednesday to you. You can always tell what the temperature is in that other studio. The psychosis level, based on whether either my first name gets mentioned, both names get mentioned, or no name at all. So there's a very high uh, discomfort level in the other studio. That's just the way it goes, I guess. I mean, there's only one thing, one word I can think of to describe that. Stupid. But that's just the way it goes. Why is this uh, so loud in here? This overhead and everything? Must be you. No, it is not me. I got it cranked uh, well. Maybe the return coming from the control room. Maybe they got it goosed up. They got it goosed way up in there. Yeah. Maybe. maybe What are you dicking with it now, or what? Or they? No. That's right. It must be they're dicking with it in the other room now. Okay. By the way, the Neil Rogers show is coming up next here on 560 WQAM, the highly rated Neil Rogers show. Yesterday, speaking of uh, this program, we asked a very important poll, and boy, this audience just had a field day. They're feeling it. When Neil was on vacation, how did you like the George and Joe show we asked yesterday? I'm sorry, the Joe and George show. Well, I mean, it went back and forth. You know, the game players out there, the people who live for our surveys every day, they decided to, uh, you know, stick it everywhere they could. Here's the way it came out. 1,303 votes. Oh! <laughs> oh, and I bet you at least 40 of them were like real. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, here It's uh, re, uh, refreshing, and it is mild. 1306. Joe was good. George sucked. 270. I listened a lot. It was fine. 265. I didn't listen to it at all. 237. I listened very little. I hated it. 231. Now, those two categories, 35.7%, about 36% that just uh, can't handle it, that need the sound of my voice. George was good. Joe sucked. 165, 12.6%. And I listened every day. It was great. 138, 10.5%. A tremendous response. A phenomenal response from the psychotic audience out there. This is the kind of stuff they can sink their teeth into. Uh-huh. They love it. I noticed uh, there was a phenomenal uh, upset last night. I'm not talking about a stupid soccer game. I'm talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs game one. Those Carolina Hurricanes, most of us sold them short, and I should have known better after watching them beat the Leafs 2-1 to one, three times in overtime in that series. There's just something about them, that little Archer's Urbe, that son of a bitch, and then, of course, old Ronnie Francis, who scores the winning goal in overtime. Once they got Detroit in overtime last night, I'm saying to myself, you know something? The Red Wings are in big trouble. They're in deep crap. Big crap. And there goes Ronnie Francis early in overtime, which seems to be their pattern. They don't like to stick around too long. Sticks it right in behind Hashik, and Carolina beats Detroit 3-2 in overtime. Didn't hear anything about that except on the updates this morning. Nothing about that. All I heard was World Cup, World Cup, World Cup. You see, like I said yesterday, 
Nobody cares about soccer in this country. They care about it in the rest of the world. It's very, very big. But nobody cares about that here. It's like it's like the Brits with that whole thing with the monarchy, with the Queen. And there were a million people in the streets waving their little British flags and living in the past, you know, way in the distant past, trying to re regale themselves with the memories of the great British Empire when they could actually even beat up on Las Malvinas or whatever the hell it was, the Falkland Islands. Just Falkham. But uh, now they couldn't even like beat themselves. They're so impotent. But today they're running around with little flags because everybody wants to feel good about themselves. It's all this jingoistic horse crap. But the rest of the world doesn't care about that. Well, the Canadians care about it a little bit. I noticed it was on their news a lot because they still have the queen on their currency. I think we ought to like take George Washington off the $1 bill and put my picture on there. I mean, why can't we have a queen on our currency, too? Sounds good to me. $1 bill. Should be the two dollar bill, how about right? The, how about the three dollar bill? I think <laughs> would be good. So here's our poll question for today: Which of these are you most interested in? Now these aren't all necessarily. They don't. Uh, it's not just a sports thing because this is not a sports show, is it? No. Good. Thank God. And you sports nerds out there, man, you people just you slay me. You just kill me. Which of these are you most interested in? Hockey, the British monarchy, soccer, women's basketball, baseball cockfights, or don't care about any of them. Didn't that cover a lot of territory? <laughs> when I do a poll, baby, I give you a wide spectrum. I give you a big choice. Make no mistake about it. So you can, like, uh, you know, kind of survey the situation, check out the landscape. If there's a butt, I smell it. And then, you know, go right ahead and proceed to do whatever you want. Which of these are you most <laughs> interested in? I'm so glad I came back for these few days, man. I'm having a great time here. And everybody else ought to be having a great time, too. But we got some uptight old farts around his joint who just refuse to loosen up even just a little bit. You know, it's very sad to me. It's very sad. Just a radio show. We're just having a good time. We're here to entertain. We're not going to change the world. We're not going to change mankind. We're not going to change human nature, even subhuman nature. We're just doing a radio show, having a good time. And, boy, the kind of psychosis that I'm talking about smelling it. You can smell it in the hallways here. It's unbelievable. And everybody's waddling around up and down. This is like a, uh, what do they call the old women when they get together? The Oh, the hens, the, the cat Like hens. a hen party, yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Speaking of hens, you know, I was watching one of the old Hollywood Squares things on the game show channel a couple weeks ago. And that was back in the, what, in the 70s, I would say? Yeah. Definitely not later than the 70s. And Paul Lynn, they had the, the question was, what do you call a castrated chicken or castrated rooster? He says, oh, is that the one that just goes a doodle do? And I thought to myself, you know, for the 70s, I'm, yeah. I'm shocked that they let that on the air, really. And of course, no, I remember we're going backwards. They bleep all in the family now. Oh, really? They replay well, that yeah, because that's TV John Ascroft is in there now, too. Yeah. So if anybody's got like, if anybody doesn't have like shoes and socks on, also they like bleep the, the, your feet out because somebody might be in, have a foot fetish. Oh, so not just do they cover up that statue with those teats on there, but they. Oh, and what was the great thing I saw was on Saturday Night Live this past weekend where they showed the where they did a bit on Ascroft. I missed it. And he was making a big speech about uh, you know cleaning things up, and they took away the uh, statue from behind him with a breast, and instead it was replaced by a David with a penis hanging out. It was a lovely thing. Anyway, let me uh, give that thing again, just in case Eric wants to hop right on. Let's get that other thing off of there already, because they're still voting on there. 1,312 votes. A spectacular response. Maybe we can do the same thing again today. 
And don't give me a song to dance about, oh, soccer is great and the U.S. beat Portugal. Nobody cares. All right, I hate to break the news to you. A lot of you banana boat people, you care because like in Brazil and Venezuela and Colombia. I mean, Colombia's got to have something besides just cocaine and the murder, you know. But uh, when, once you get north of, now what about Mexico? Are they big into soccer? I, I think they are. Okay. Once you get north of Mexico, which unfortunately is Texas, but once you get past there, uh, nobody really cares about it. I hate to break the news to you. Just, and, of course, the hockey thing, I do understand. It's not a U.S. thing, It's uh, but I do mention it because I love it, and I live in Canada anyway, eh? Which of these are the most? Are you most interested in? Hockey, the British monarchy, soccer, women's basketball, baseball, cockfights. We had to put one for the Julios on there. Cockfights, or don't care about any of them. Very excellent uh, choice of categories for there today. An outstanding poll, if you ask me. George didn't see the thing on the news last night about the guy in Texas in the pickup truck that no. the, uh, the high-speed cop chase. Sure hope somebody had a chance to see that, because a lot of people enjoy seeing that kind of crap. And the guy didn't really get killed, or at least not as of last night. He was in a pretty bad shape, and you'd understand if you saw it. He finally drove right off the uh, highway into a, a pillar. And it wasn't a pillar of salt, unfortunately. It was like a concrete pillar. And uh, that, that thing, that big uh, pickup truck is folded up like an accordion. And he's still alive, I guess, or at least as of last night. So a little bit of excitement there for you, because now that we got all these people running around with their video cameras, and, of course, the uh, the TV people with the crews, every time they have a high-speed right. chase, we get to see the live footage of that. It's almost as exciting as O.J., not quite. Didn't see the white Ford Bronco, but maybe we can have a con- Maybe we can reenact that down here. Don't you think that would be good? Get an 80 share. Channel 7 can do it. And get O.J. to take the Ford Bronco and go across the MacArthur Causeway about 150 miles an hour. I'd love to see it. I'd pay Without to see stopping. that. Without stopping, right. And then make make a sudden quick right. You've heard me talking about the big one. In four short months, you can have a big one, too, believe it or not. A big, fat, impressive, worthwhile paycheck. Get out of that dead-end job and start making some real cash. The demand for certified computer professionals is through the roof. They need you. Pick up the phone and call our friends at Fast Train right now at 866-FAST-TRAIN. Summer classes are forming right now. If you call now, you can be certified in your new career before summer's end. Fast Train offers Microsoft certified instructors for convenient locations, including the new Kendall campus, job placement assistance, day and evening classes, too. And for those individuals whose job is affected after 9-11, Fast Train is an operation paycheck training provider. Call Fast Train toll-free 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Call them right now or check them out on the web at FastTrain.com. And like I said, they can have you certified and ready for a new money-making career in as little as four months. By the end of the summer, you can start making some serious bucks. Call Fast Train today. Tell Neil Tordy to call 866-Participating locations. No portion of this program may be reproduced without the express written permission no, no, no. of QAM, BZ Broadcast Group, Incorporated. Will Chamberlain rate me? Oh, hello, Neil. It's Greg. And do forgive me for being so forward in allowing myself to call you, but I just had to ask you, can I please fire George? Look, you have no idea that that kid put Salt Peter in Moe's wig, and he slashed the tires on my Cadillac. No, it's true. It's true. All true. Read Inquisition, then fire George. I want to pitch him out the door. I want to kick him with my Gucci shoes. We're in position for a cell, so I'm dismissing personnel. But need permission from that fat gay Jew. I confess, I find sex talk boring. Sports talk. Red flag, sport, sports, 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 sports
dream of Ricky Williams in a dress. <laughs> Read Inquisition thrives on hate. Unless you're sniffing sport old team. The best position when sport old spread their legs. Greg hates you. And the swaggy jocks what's on mine. Hey, Greg, how was George's show today? He talked Stupid. about women like he does every day. He talked about women. What are they? Well, they're not as exciting as sport hole fakes. Read Inquisitions, sport assholes. We're licking kissing, most brown holes. Can't get permission to make George go away. So I stamp my feet in Gucci shoes and make demands that they refuse. When least let me suspend him for a day. Right. 960, that's quite a production, wasn't it? Even a queen be impressed with that. And that's the shortened version. This queen was impressed with it. Anyway, we got the my vote on there on the poll, and that's it. Poll is already up there. Which of these are you most interested in? It's already up there, not getting the tremendous immediate response we had yesterday, where they have a chance to, like, hate. Here's a very important story that I know George is going to be excited about. McDonald's settles beef over fries. Oh! McDonald's Corporation has agreed to donate $10 million to Hindu and other groups to settle lawsuits filed against the chain for mislabeling French fries and hash browns as vegetarian. i got to be honest with you. We aren't particularly fond of vegetarians on this show. We like our meat. Right. We That's like... fine for them, but they're militant about it. Let me say it again. We aren't fond of vegetarians in the first place, and especially if you're a militant vegetarian, if you're one of those PETA people, for example, we actually despise you like poison. McDonald's also posted an apology on its website acknowledging that mistakes were made in communicating to customers about the ingredients in the fries and hash browns. The vegetable oil used to prepare the fries and hash browns was not pure, but contained essence of beef for flavoring purposes. What do you think is in essence of beef? I don't know. Beef? No, Dead seriously. Cow? Stop and think about that. Essence of beef. You know? I mean, there might be some people having a little brunch right now. Cow like, juice. Oh, God. <laughs> Squeeze them gently. Mm-mm-mm. Essence of beef. Doesn't sound too good to me. We sincerely apologize for any hardship that these miscommunications may have caused among Hindus, vegetarians, and others. The company sent an apology posted June 1 on their website. Seattle attorney Harish Bharti said yesterday that a judge gave his tentative approval of the deal last month. McDonald's spokeswoman Anna Rosenich said the money the company will be paying out to go to organizations that deal with issues linked to concerns raised by customers, consumers, you people, people dumb enough to eat at McDonald's. McDonald's was first sued over the fries in Seattle last year by three vegetarians, including two Hindus, who don't eat meat for religious reasons. Lawsuits were subsequently filed in Illinois, California, New Jersey, and Texas. The lawsuits were filed on behalf of any vegetarian who ate McDonald's fries after 1990. That was the year the company announced its restaurants would no longer use beef fat to cook fries. Not only pure vegetable oil would be used, but they lied. Kind of like Dr. Dick that time, you know, when they said, oh, he said he was going to be here at 2.45. He lied. Well, McDonald's lied, too. A lot of lying going on these days. Uh -huh. That's basically what it's all about. I don't think that poll is really up. on my. It's on my screen, but I get the feeling it's uh, he's still dealing with it. Might not be, it. right. Huh? He's dealing with it. Quit dealing with it, Eric, goddammit. Oh, and speaking of that thing about vegetarians. There was some, oh, it reminds me of the uh, thing with the Olympics in Seoul, where they're going to be uh, serving up dog. Now, I must tell you, and even as a dog lover that I am, the more I think about that, what difference does it make? A calf is a nice little animal, too, right? You can pat a calf on the head, huh? No. Sure you can. 
I guess you could. Haven't you ever? You were never in the uh, FAF uh, future, uh, whatever that thing four, is, the Fist of Farmers of America, what, whatever farmers. that. Yeah, you never went to like the county fair I've stuff been like around that. A lot of cows and interacted with them as well, much as anyone Well, at the county, I bet you did. At the county fair, you can go and you can pat the little animals on right. the head, and then a calf is a cute little animal. You can't have a cow for a pet. And I how mean, about people over here like deer, uh, deer meat? Yeah, what about that? So well, that's, that's my that's, wild animal. That's, that's my point. Food. That's my point, and that is that as much as I love dogs, to them it's part of their culture. They like dog. They we like them one way. They like them another way. Like kind of like meet him well. <laughs> you know, sometimes they have pet dogs. They showed in one of the National Geographic's. Yeah. The dog butcher, and he had pet dogs. Well, wouldn't think of doing anything to them. Well, maybe people like who work in the uh, meat industry, like the people in Omaha. Maybe they have a pet calf at home on the farm. A lot of those people are farmers. Why not? It's a possibility. So I know more that see it just doesn't sound right, but you have to start adapting to other cultures. You have to start understanding the way other people think because basically what the world is about today is the I was thinking this coming to work this morning, the civilized against the barbarians. That's really what it's come down to. Even on a local level. Well, we're the civilized here. I've been here like five days now, I haven't seen any. What, in this building? Oh, and uh, speaking of that, by the way, the driving here still sucks. You know, Tom Jicka said I was going to lose touch with what was going on not being here. Uh, nothing has changed. It, it sucks even worse than it was before. It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And Mayor Pinga Pekini's got a new scam, I see. Got a new penny uh, sales tax or half penny sales tax, whatever he can put over on the public to put on a ballot this fall to improve transportation. And the Sun Sentinel's got a herniatic effort they're making to try to like make something out of nothing. What they don't understand is that this isn't like most other markets. You can't take mass transportation and go somewhere and then walk or even take shuttle buses. Where, where are you going to go? You can go downtown, downtown Miami. Nobody wants to go downtown Miami. But other than that, where are you going to go? They're, they're, it's just not built like that. This area isn't doesn't it doesn't exist. So you can keep pipe dreaming all you want, but it's nice to see the mayor's got another good scam cooked up. And I see Robert Steinbeck is sucking up to him in the paper this morning, which I won't waste my time reading that. Focusing on visitors to U.S. plan calls for registration, photographs, and fingerprints. Here we go. Get the boots, uh, the marching boots ready. <coughs> oh, and speaking of my cough, which I'm uh, coming along just fine, getting the last of the dark green stuff out of there. But uh, in yesterday, belly aching about the uh, doctor there in Hollywood, thinking that they were going to send me, which they did send me to that uh, so supposed blood testing clinic. The good news is that my friend Ed there faxed me that uh, information about his place, a real uh, nice little place, and I made an appointment. I'm going there after work today to get my blood drawn, just to see what's going on, my cholesterol, things like that. And come to find out, it was verified to me that the place that they sent me was a place for, like, deadbeats and criminals and scumbags. And, and I guess there's some people who figure out, probably I feel fit right in there. Uh -huh. Yeah. Being a scumbag that I am. The Justice Department is discussing a controversial plan that would invoke a World War II law to require thousands of visitors to the U.S. to be registered and fingerprinted, sources said. Let's fingerprint them. Oh! The idea, immigration lawyers say, has been floating around for months as reports continue to show that the government has no reliable way of keeping track of thousands of visitors, tourists, students, and other non-citizens who come to this country each year, like George, for example. He just wandered in on a rubber raft one day, and they haven't found him yet. Dolphins, help me. Aimed at terrorists. I didn't even know you know the code, Shula. Aimed at terrorists and those hostile to this country, the new plan would apply to visitors from Cuba. Oh, that's first on the list. Cuba. Yeah. Iran, Iraq, Libya, North Korea, Sudan, and Syria, countries already listed as terrorist states, but also from Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, and Yemen, according to MSNBC, which first reported this plan. 
Those visitors would have to fill out a registration form and allow inspectors with the Immigration and Naturalization Service to take their fingerprints and photos if they plan to stay in the country for 30 days or more. Under current rules, only visitors from four countries, Iraq, Iran, Libya, and Sudan, must go through that process the moment they arrive, the moment they step, uh, step foot on the shore, as opposed to the people from Cuba who, the moment they step foot on the shore, get an old beat-up Chevy and a driver's license and a bunch of crap. Pictures of Alien. Foreigners seeking to live in the U.S. are photographing or printed must provide detailed background information to the government, but the same is not required of most visitors. U.S. Attorney General John Ashcroft briefed lawmakers yesterday, MSNBC says, and sources said he could announce the plan as soon as tomorrow. If the details I've heard are true, it alarms me, said Gene Butterfield, who heads the American Immigration Lawyers Association. It's another example of overreaching by the Justice Department, she said. A registration process doesn't help us identify those who are going to do us harm. Are they the ones who are going to come forward and register? I don't think so, she said. The Justice Department hasn't decided on a final plan, and immigration lawyers say they hope they can modify it before it does become final. The plan reportedly will be offered first as a proposed rule, open to public comment, before it goes into effect. In other words, another dog and pony uh, act. Putting on a good show, putting on the Ritz to the public, make it look like we're really doing a good thing. And the best part of the deal is we knew who most of these guys were anyway, and we still couldn't uh, finger them. Did we find Osama Yamama yet? No. Did we know whether he's alive? No. They say that uh, Mullah Bola Omar is alive and well and spends most of his time in Afghanistan but shuttles around like to the French Riviera, wherever he's hanging out these days. He's having a good time. How do you like that? We couldn't find any of these people with both hands, but hey, keep waving that flag. USA! USA, baby, we beat Portugal. Soccer, that's where it's at. Oh, the poll is up. Which of these are you most interested in? 35 votes while I wasn't even paying any attention there. All of a sudden, just looked to one side and bada-bing. They went nuts. Baseball 9, hockey 8. Hockey 8, Mo. I don't care about any of them 8. Soccer 5, the British Monarchy 3, cockfights 2, and women's basketball the big. Oh! Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to piss off Ron Rothstein. We should be pushing. Oh, yeah. We should be pushing like crazy the Miami Soul because, you know, we want to suck up to Ron Rothstein. Even though nobody out there cares about it. Five six seven oh five six. Why aren't you into uh, dyke basketball? What's wrong with you, man? No, just dykes. Well, maybe some of those dykes are very attractive. Although from the pictures I've seen, uh, I really I, don't think so. I haven't seen one. No, yet. they don't look too good to me. And I really doubt that. They, I think we might take some calls again today, momentarily, whenever the hell I feel like it. We took some yesterday on uh, Monday. It was okay. I would say, you know, compared to what we usually expect. 26, and I apologize to Ron Rothstein that we can't use this show to shill for the Miami Soul because I just am not into dyke ball or dykes all that much to begin with. Summertime is coming, baby. It's 142 degrees in the shade every day, and it's only going to get worse. They're predicting one of the most sultry summers in the history of this town. Now, here's one way to stay healthy in spite of the heat and the humidity. It's Oleomed, a product that will make you feel your best and keep you in good health. Oleomed is a soft gel capsule that contains pharmaceutical-grade olive oil along with... Vitamins and minerals and herbals to promote health for your prostate, for your heart, your blood pressure, and your cholesterol. Oleomed's also got supplements to promote health in your circulatory system, your digestive and endocrine system, your skin and bones, and even your mind, all using the benefits of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil. And don't forget, Oleomed's got products for men and for ladies out there, too, real ones. Oleomed's available at Walgreens, Whole Food Markets, Navarro Pharmacy, and Sedano's. If you want to get more information about Oleomed, what it does, how it works, what it is, etc., all of these things, just call them toll-free, 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-O-L-E-O-M-E-D. Or you can also order their products right off their website at... 10. The Joe and Mark Show. Overnights on Sports Radio 560. QAM. How young is too young?
Respect them. He banged young boys with a hot thrust. Cardinal law alters boys bonds. Cardinal law alters boys bonds. He's back by the power of the delegates to help him cover up and enable the best sex he's ever had. Cardinal law alters boys bonds. Yay. Cardinal law alters boys bonds. An ordained Catholic. You do understand what this new proposal that the bishops have come up with, what it really boils down to, and that is that you get one free pass. It's like going to Disneyland or Disney World and getting like, uh, you know, one free ride, and then you gotta pay for all the rest. Same thing with the uh, Catholic Church. All the priests, they get one free pass for one molestation. Maybe they should get a coupon when they graduate seminary, like a drink ticket. So make it a really, uh, a big one, a good one. Pretty big. Yeah. And then of course after that, then you're in real trouble. So once again, they're like, uh, you know, soft soaping the whole thing, if I can use that expression. And like, uh, you know, who the hell are they kidding? Are they kidding anybody with a brain? No. No, only the media who are like sucking up. Well, this is a good beginning. It's not a good beginning. It's just part of the cover-up. Once again, setting themselves up as the law. How the hell, how are they in a position to give anybody a free pass? It's like saying, well, you know, if you're a member of our priesthood, you can murder one person, but after the second one, then you're in trouble. We'll turn you over to the authorities. But the first one, we give you a free pass. We will, we'll, you can come to confession and we'll forgive you for your sins. We'll let you go out and, uh, do one, one armed robbery and you float them. But the second one, man, you're out. And, and like I said yesterday, and nothing I'm going to say is ever going to change it. You suckers out there, you keep going back here every Sunday. You keep schlepping all your little kids there. And, uh, it's just, it's pathetic. You keep subsidizing this insanity. They don't want to change. They're, they're just pissed off that they've been caught with their goddamn uh, pantaloons with their robes down. But they don't really want to change because this is part and parcel of what they've been doing for centuries. There's nothing new going on here. It's the same old crap. Yeah, we got 80 million stories about that. Man with fake bomb at St. Peter's, first of all, though. Vatican City. A man threatened to blow himself up today near St. Peter's Square in the Vatican, but police said the bomb he was carrying turned out to be fake. The man began shouting, like a lot of other things in the Vatican, I'm sure he had a dead piece. The man began shouting in front of the Vatican post office a few hours before Pope John Paul II was to hold his weekly general audience in the nearby square in front of all the Getchkis. Italian police spokesman Marco Viola said the man was carrying an empty pipe with some wires sticking out, no explosives. The man's protest apparently had nothing to do with the Vatican, a businessman from southern Italy. He claimed he was being threatened by organized crime gangs, said Viola. The man was taken to a nearby police station for questioning. The Pope held maybe the Car Car Carabinieri got him. Yeah, they don't they don't mess around the Carabinieri. They're not like the Polizia who just uh, they're like schleppers. But the Carabinieri, when they get you, they just uh... the Pope held his public audience attended by thousands of pilgrims in Saint Peter's Square, thousands of Getchkis without incident. Pastor of Saint Brendan suspended. Oi. The Reverend Jose Nixie. 
Longtime pastor of St. Brendan Catholic Church was suspended yesterday after a sexual abuse complaint was lodged against him. The Archdiocese of Miami has confirmed. He's been put on administrative leave due to a sexual abuse allegation, Archdiocese spokeswoman Mary Ross Augusta said. Nixie is the eighth priest to be suspended from the Archdiocese since 1998 because of a sexual abuse accusation. Four others have also retired since then for the same reason. So that sounds like a dozen, like the dirty dozen to me. Augusta said Father Nixie, 55, pastor at St. Brendan at 8725 Southwest 32nd Street in Southwest Dade, since 1982, was temporarily replaced late yesterday by the Reverend Charles Peterman. Oh, bad name for a priest. Oh, Peterman? Pretty big. She said it's the church's policy to suspend any priest accused of sexual misconduct until the archdiocese conducts an internal probe, if you pardon that expression, Rectum. in the accusation. They're probing it. Archbishop John C. Favalora will appoint a response team, a committee of church lay people, to investigate the allegation. Augustus said the panel will determine whether the allegation is credible or not. Don't you think the authorities ought to be checking on the allegation? You think? Yeah, Columbo at least, Sherlock Holmes, somebody like that. John Holmes? John Walsh? John Walsh would be good. And by the way, he's Catholic, as you know, and he's fired up and pissed off oh, yeah. about this. He's been on with our good buddy many, many times over the last month since this whole thing blew, if I can say that. And he is uh, psychotic about it. Depending on the outcome, Nixie could be reinstated as pastor or removed from the church, but his removal from the priesthood would require the approval of the Vatican. Augusta declined to comment on the nature of the complaint against Nixie. The pastor couldn't be reached for comment late yesterday, like everybody else. In the past month, the Archdiocese has suspended two priests, the Reverend Ricardo Castellanos, longtime pastor of San Isidro in Pompano Beach, and Al uh, Alvaro Guichard, 62, who headed St. Francis de Sales on Miami Beach because of allegations of sexual misconduct. By a former altar boy, by the way, at St. Kieran Church in Miami. Joey Correas, in a lawsuit filed last month, accused Castellanos, 56, of molesting him at St. Kieran Church, Immaculata La Salle High School, and Church of the Little Flower in the Gables when he was between the ages of 14 and 16 from 1970 to 72. He also accused Guichard, 62, of sexual misconduct at Little Flower Church during that same period. These suspensions came as the Archdiocese of Miami is providing information of past and current complaints to the state attorney's orifice. Here's another depressing piece of news. Boy! Like I said, not a good idea. That I can oh, look at that World Cup. We're number one, baby. Yeah, USA, USA. We beat Portugal. I'm going to tell you right now. If we went to the nearest shopping mall and we courted a hundred people of no, no matter what they looked like or, or you know, from whence they came, and we had a map of the world, how many of those hundred people do you think could find Portugal on the map? In this town? Yeah. Two. A two brute. Very sad. It's right there next to Spain, by the way, right by España, on the Iberian Peninsula. It's right C. there. See, I've never been to Lisbon, but I hear it's a pretty interesting place. So I've heard. Lisbon. Now, that's right. They don't speak. They speak Portuguese, like in Brazil, right? Right. Here's that other terrible story. Star recruit is arrested. May lose UM scholarship. Oh, what a shame. Prized University of Miami football recruit Nate Harris, a senior at Miami Edison High, might lose his scholarship after being arrested last Thursday. Only days from graduation, Harris is not expected to play football at UM, a university source be saying. Harris, a 6'2", 210-pound linebacker, has been in jail since Thursday. He's expected in court. In fact, he's there right now. It's at 9 a.m. today, so I'm assuming that if they're on the right time, they might get around to it like right about now to face one kind of armed robbery. Now, see, if he was in a Catholic church, he'd probably get one free armed robbery, like I said. But unfortunately, he ain't. 
According to the Dade Police Report, Harris, 19, and Antoine Evans, 19, robbed a victim at gunpoint. <coughs> Wait till you hear this story. The victim was playing checkers on a street corner in Liberty City. Evans pulled out a gun and said, let me get your expletive. Obviously, the word is Schmidt. Let me get your Schmidt. Right. Evans then allegedly took the victim's necklace, bracelet, and ring. They're Schmidt. <coughs> Ooh, that's a beauty. Harrison Evans then fled back to their car, which allegedly was being driven by Freddie Cromer, 21. The victim pursued them and eventually gave police the description of the car and the attackers. The three were arrested shortly after the incident. Edison football coach Corey Bell said Harris told him the incident Thursday. Nate had no idea Evans and Cromer were going to rob someone, Bell said. They told me he thought he was going to get dropped off at his girlfriend's house. When I spoke to him earlier Thursday, he told me he was going to our spring football game that night. I can't see why Nate would do this. According to family and friends, Harris left school about 1.30 in a p.m. The alleged robbery happened at 2.54 p.m., a few blocks from the school. If convicted of robbery with a firearm, Harris could receive... I'm getting choked up about it. A sentence between 48 months and 10 years in state prison. Oh! How do you like that? So I guess he ain't going to be running fast and jumping high, unlike like Brian Blades, for example. Pretty sad news there for all you sports uh, nerds out there, for all you jock sniffers, for all you people who think that like ball games are the most important thing in the world. <coughs> Man, good thing I'm going for those blood tests, you know. I could have like uh, something bad, like, like the crud. 87. Oh, that's a lot better than it was Monday, isn't it? Oh, geez. <coughs> Much better. I got some sorbitol drops if you want to uh, no, thanks. explode. I just got through telling you I'm going for my blood test after working at that nice lab over there on wherever the hell it is. Right. As opposed to that one where they sent me from the doctor's office. That doctor's office, by the way, over there on Taft Street, just a little bit west of uh, 441. Right by the funeral parlor. It's a good thing they're real close. Yeah, they're like right next door almost to that funeral parlor. You know what I'm that talking generic about? generic funeral parlor that... Uh, oh, is it? I don't know. It doesn't really have any colors on it. It's just black and white lettering, low-cost creations. Yeah, it said, here's a good place for dead people, I think is what it said. And then that, that sign was on the front of where the doctor's building was. 87 votes on a poll. Which of these are you most interested in? Baseball, 26. I don't care about any of them, 21. Hockey, 15. Soccer, 10. Cockfights, 8. <laughs> the British Monarchy, 4. And women's basketball three, which means that Ron Rothstein's three friends voted. Twenty till ten at five sixty WQAM. Hey, if you got a big ugly bald spot, you can wear a mousy looking muskrat wig. You can have holes drilled in your head with blood pouring down your forehead, and have everybody in town just falling on the floor laughing at you. You'll think you look a lot better, and then everybody's behind your back is saying, "God, does like uh, Bob Eisenberg look like a jackass or what?" Yes. But if you want to look great, Charles Alfieri's the guy who can help you do it. That's all he does for over twenty five. Well, he also goes to hockey games a lot. Charlie's been doing it for over 25 years, helping guys look their best. He's been a guest on Good Morning America, the Today Show. He's been a sponsor of this program for over 20 years now, I believe. Isn't that something like that? 100 years. Coon's age, very long time. And guys are just amazed at how much better and younger they can look with Charles Alfieri's natural hairline system, unlike any other system at any price. And this one's very affordable, by the way. Unlike all those other things, this one looks like the hair's growing right out of your scalp. It looks natural, not like you got a bed of straw on the top of your head. So pick up the phone and call Chuck Alfieri today. Tell him Neil Rogers told you to call, which will save you 200 bucks off the regular price, by the way. Call 1-800-321-2413. They'll bring you in there. They'll give you a free consultation. And with no obligation at all, they'll show you guys just how much better and younger you can look. Probably better than you ever thought you could look again. Call that number, 1-800-321-2413, or log on to their website at www.
Neil, God? I gave the command to kill thousands of innocent people. I said, fill her up. I helped raise money to buy explosives for a suicide bomber, but it was just so I could drive to my in-laws for Thanksgiving. I helped ship rocket launchers to Islamic fundamentalists in the Philippines, but it was only good fun. I was just cruising to the beach. I helped provide cash to train terrorist gorillas, but all I was doing was topping off my tank before my ski trip. If you think your addiction to using gasoline in your car isn't causing any harm, think again. Because the money you spend to fill your tank eventually goes to fill the pockets of terrorists. I gave the command to kill thousands of innocent people. And all I had to say was, fill her up. Some other public service announcements want to blame terrorism on drug addicts. But we want to let people know that it's gasoline that fuels terror. So whether you're sticking a straw in your nose or a nozzle in your tank, you're part of the problem. I was just out for a Sunday drive. It's not like I was hurting anyone. This message provided by the Council on Displacing the Blame. It's there for... Yes. Deliciously different marijuana. Deliciously different I saw another one of those spots this weekend, by the way. Remember where they have all those young talking heads and they're going on about, oh, I did, uh, you know, two lines and I smoked a joint and I helped uh, yeah, wipe out like a ha- half the world because I smoked a joint. I thought that the Nancy Reagan just say no. I thought that was insipid and moronic and childish and embarrassing. But you know something? That was like light years better than this. Talk about trying to lay a guilt trip. Oh, that's right. You're you're subsidizing terror, the evildoers. Every time you light up one of them Dan Pin joints, you're subsidizing the evildoers. You terrible people, you. Anybody with a brain buying it? No. Believing it? No. Kids buying it? No. Well, they may be buying it, but then they're smoking it. What a crock of crap, man. This, this country is just that we're paying a wicked price for being juvenile, refusing to grow up and come into the uh, 18th century at least. Look at that phone. I thought we'd take some calls here today, but it looks like they have no interest. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Because once, you know, once I'm back there in Toronto on Friday, George will be doing the show tomorrow, I should point out, and I'll be back on Friday in Toronto. Thank God. But once that starts, you may not be uh, have this opportunity for quite some time. So here's your opportunity to get in here. Let us hear all about that Carolina-Detroit game last night. USA and Portugal, all you soccer fans, don't call me. 5670560, pound 56. No, don't call me with that soccer crap. I'll hang out up on you right away. Don't want to hear one word about it. About Pele, about this. Uh, forget about it. Take uh, La Palota and stick it in your anus. Not interested. Bunch of crap, boring, up and down that big, long field. And like I told you before, the only reason those soccer announcers have to go ballistic when they finally score a goal, if they score one, is because to try to wake everybody out of their coma. Oh, look, something must have happened. The announcers are oh, you know, going on for like about 30 minutes with that, not even taking a breath. To try to pretend there's something exciting going on. Is anything exciting going on? No. Oh, they're kicking the ball up and down a 7,000-foot field there. Kicking it out of bounds and sideways. Once in a while, they actually kick a pass to their teammate. But uh, other than that, in fact, I think that all the goals in soccer probably are fixed. WQAM. Um, yeah. Uh, can I speak to Neil, please? Speaking. Oh, Neil, how are you? Okay. Um, I just want to let you know I have a spy report. Yeah. O.J. Simpson is on the radio right now on El Sol 95. Yeah. He is on the radio talking about... Um, he's trying to find Hispanic women to date, and I'm not joking. I'm being dead honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I've totally lost respect for that radio station right now. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Anybody buying that? No. No. I, what station was it he said? Something I never heard of. Oh, oh speaking, of, speaking of that, 
Juan Amador Rodriguez, 82. Do you know who that is? No. Well, was commentator on Spanish radio. He's dead. That's my dad's name, actually. Juan Amador Rodriguez, All veteran three. political commentary for w, uh, for Radio Mambi, Radio Mambi, whose career spanned five decades in Miami and Cuba, died in his sleep Tuesday in his home in Westchester. Amador, 82, left his job as morning host of Radio Mambi's morning debate program in Caliente two years ago after suffering a stroke. The microphone was his love, said daughter Marianela Amador, who also hosted a program on Radio Mambi. That was his life. After fleeing his native Cuba shortly after Fidel Castro took power in 1959, Amador, a prominent radio executive and politician on the island, became a fixture in the politically influential and often tumultuous world of Spanish-language talk shows. The tumultuous world of Spanish-language talk shows. And he's dead. So I just thought I'd pass that along in spite of that very dubious first call. WQAM. QAM. Not there. QAM, hello. Hello? Feel like Richard Dawson. Not there. Yes, sir. Hello? Speaking. Oh, hey, sorry about that. Oh, you <laughs> people are man as slow as molasses. God, what did I come back here for? Hey, so what Hello? A game last night, Hello? Huh? Hello? What? What a game last night. Yeah. That was unbelievable. It was pretty um, surprising, to be honest with you, because not only did I think Detroit would blow them up, but I thought they would play that real suffocating style that uh, Carolina likes to play, but I thought that was a pretty interesting game. Yeah, but you know what's amazing? I didn't realize it till about the, what was it, the third round of the playoffs. Um, I noticed that they got some really good veteran players on that team with uh, Ron Francis and uh, Rob Brindamore. Yeah. And, and the, the goalie, didn't he, Didn't the goalie used to play for the Ducks? No, he played for the Sharks. The Sharks, okay, yeah. I think he may have actually animal. played for the Ducks for like part of one season at Urbay, and then he went to Dallas. He's, he bounced around after he was with San Jose. I knew it was one of those animals. I wasn't sure. But. He he beat he beat the uh, Red Wings with the uh, San Jose ninety two or three whatever they, when they upset the uh, Detroit. He beat him. Oh wow! I didn't realize. Yeah. That. But what a game! Did you see like in the la- the end of the third period when Brett Hall came screaming in down the side, and he and he went to shoot it and, they, and he, he stoned him cold right at the goal. Yeah. Like that was unbelievable to mm-hmm. send it into overtime. You so. know when you look at the when you realize that Brett Hall is playing on the fourth line and that sometimes Federer plays on the fourth line. <laughs> It's just, it's scary. It really is scary. And the fact that Detroit lost that game, it's just uh, quite a tribute to Carolina. I know. I hope they win. I really do. I'm rooting so hard for Carolina just because of I that. just hope they get it over with already. You know, it's the 5th of June. Somebody tell them it's uh, the middle of June already. Get it over with would be a good idea. <laughs> well, they, it's like what they said on Sports Centers. They said that it was going to sweep, but they didn't realize it could be the other way around. <laughs> wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be sweet? Have a great day, yeah, pal. Yeah. All right. Take go, it easy. Go Bye-bye. Coons, go. Yeah, look out for those Hurricanes, man. They're on the march. Of course, keep in mind, Vancouver also won the first two in Detroit, and then, of course, just uh, took the pipe. So don't get all too excited. Well, let's see. we got the 23 hockey fans out there so far, which is uh, about 11 ahead of soccer and 12 ahead of cockfights. WQAM. WQAM. Me pica el culo. WQAM. Yeah, I just wanted to talk to Neil. had a question for Neil. About what? Uh, I want to talk to him about dolphins, man. I know it's off season, but just one. WQAM. Yes, good morning, WQAM. Yes, sir. You know, if the Ad Council is going to use that tactic where if you light up, you're subsidizing the terrorists, legalize the damn thing, tax it, and use that to fund the war on terrorism. Mm-hmm. Damn it, you know? No, they, they, you don't understand where you are, sir. Within America, mm-hmm. where we just uh, were too uptight about these things. Where if you go to Europe, I'm sure you see uh, every time in Amsterdam, you see these uh, billboards where they're, you know, advertising something sexual, and they don't get uptight over there because it's a human body. I don't see any billboards in Amsterdam now that you mention that. Really? No. Well, see, they're they're probably not market-driven like we are down here where it's all buy, buy, buy. 
Oh, they're buying it. Some of them are buying, some of them are gay, and some of them are straight. But Well, I'm going to go buy some uh, pot right now. Okay. Light up. Go buy some. Have a good time. No, you don't see any billboards. It just dawned on me. That's one thing I don't miss is those big, ugly billboards, uh, you know, defacing the landscape. And you're not, uh, when you're in the city, uh, you don't, you're not inundated with the drugs or sex. When you're in the middle of the city, of course, you have all the sex shops and the, uh, you know, there, there's a whole lot of very uh, kinky, wild places, the red light district. And then, of course, there are a zillion coffee shops all around the city, including that one very close by me where they deliver on motorcycles. Yeah, that's true. That's great. They deliver on motorcycles. That's paradise. Two blocks from my house. Of course, I can walk right on over. But at any rate, they're all over the city. But but it's it's uh, very unostentatious. It's not like glitzy and uh, like that. Follow what I'm saying? Subtle. It's not a big deal is what I'm trying to say. It's not a big deal other than for some of the silly tourists like the Brits who come over there and just uh, you know act like a bunch of assholes because they've been so repressed and brought up like a bunch of puritanical or Victorian or whatever. Idiots. See, that's our problem: is that we just can't that we can't break the chain. We like to think that we uh, beat the Brits a long time ago, and then we bailed them out of a couple of wars and all that, which is all true. But the fact is, we still can't break the umbilical cord. At least the Canadians, even though they got the Queen on the currency, I mean, they're they're so much more progressive than we'll ever dream of being. So uh, at least they understand that they can't uh, remain in the shadow of the of Her Majesty forever, even though they do like a Queen every now and then. WQAM. Yeah, man, it's the same guy. Why'd you hang up on him? That was very exciting. One, in fact, two in a row. Like I told you, your calls suck, okay, folks? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. Flight school hopefuls to be checked. We'll do that in a second. And then we got all the stuff about the bishop's proposals and abuse allegations. Known file show from the Boston Globe. All kinds of good stuff. The Gotti uh, bust from the New York Post. You saw that, didn't you? No. Oh yeah. Got all kinds of amazing good stuff, but there are a lot of people out there insist they want to hear those phone calls, and so we're here to please, and we're searching for some real phone calls here today. Had one or two. Had the guy who was, uh, at least knew something about hockey, which was good. Let's hear it for those Carolina Hurricanes, okay? Oh! Let's be fair. They're doing it. They're shocking the world. Of course, nobody cares about Carolina Hurricanes, including the people in Raleigh, but they're putting on a good, you know, good front-running phony kind of a show. A lot of people, including me, we kind of like made a parallel there between the year that the Panthers... Their third season in existence went to the Stanley Cup Finals against Colorado. But then we lost four straight in that. See. But here you got uh, Carolina, a team that nobody also cares about, including the people in their market. And they go to the Stanley Cup Finals against the champion Detroit Red Wings. The uh, phenomenal Red Wings who won the Stanley Cup twice in the last, uh, what, six years, something like that. At any rate, there they are. And everybody expects Detroit just to wipe them up right off the ice. And they win the first game. Pompano Park is open for great live harness racing tonight and three nights a week, every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. First post time, 7.30 and a p.m. There's free general parking, free clubhouse, and grandstand admission every afternoon and night. Pompano Park offers the only nighttime horse racing action in all of Florida. Here are the thundering hooves and root home a winner from the outside track apron, where you can nearly reach out and touch the horses or cheer for your favorite horse from the fifth floor sports bar. This Saturday, June 5th, come watch it. This Saturday is not June 5th unless uh, we're on the wrong date, you know. That's what it says in my copy here. Nice going, Steve Wolf. Somebody please buy Steve Wolf a counter. This Saturday's the 8th. I'm looking at my little wristwatch right now, and there's a big calendar up on the wall over there, and it says that today's the 5th. Today's Wednesday. So this Saturday, June 8th, Steve, 
Come watch and wager on a Belmont Stakes from New York. Can War Emblem win a Triple Crown? I think so. Advanced wagering starts this Friday at noon. Pompano Park will have free Belmont Stakes past performance pages and daily racing form will be on sale on Friday. Every Wednesday night, like tonight, is Dollar Night at Pompano Park. You can get draft beer, hot dog, soda, large pretzel, or popcorn, just a buck apiece. On Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, Pompano Park offers a special all-you-can-eat buffet at the fourth floor players' lounge. Soup, salad, tons of veggies, main entrees to choose from, and great desserts all for one low price. Be sure and get there early tonight before Fat Rich cleans it out. Plus, on Friday and Saturday, there's a carving station with turkey, ham, primary pork, or flank steak as well. Pompano Park also offering your full card simulcasting every day, seven days a week, starting at noon with highlight harness and thoroughbred action. Pompano Park on Powerline and Blocks out of Atlantic Boulevard. Don't forget, great live racing tonight, post time. If it ain't shooters, it ain't a prize fight, baby. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Floridians, dumb as dirt. It's the video too hot for TV. Priests gone wild. Find out what these wild men of the cloth do when they loosen their collars. It's wild, wild, wild. See Franciscans vigorously anointing their flock. Naughty Dominicans frolicking in an after-hours bingo parlor. It's all on Priest Gone Wild. Priest Gone Wild is hot under the- as barely legal seminary students barter rosary beads at Mardi Gras. Don't delay. Order today. Priest Gone Wild. Order now and receive a bonus video. Seminary sluts. They're young. They're hot, and they're sharing a steamy sauna. Operators are standing by, so order now. To order Priest Gone Wild, have your credit card handy and call 1-800-ULTRA-BOY. May not be suitable for children over 15. It's 1001 at 560 WQM. Happy Wednesday to you. we got you managed one. Hank's up in New York. He'll be broadcasting live from Belmont at 3 o'clock. Marlins on deck 630. The Marlins, who beat the Phillies 5 nothing last night up there in Philadelphia, they'll be uh, playing there again, giving it a shot for game number 2. 705, Eddie K. after baseball, Joe and Mark overnight, 2 to 6 in the a.m. That's Joe Costello, who uh, got very high marks in our poll yesterday. I suck. After initially getting very bad marks. 152 votes on today's poll. Which of these uh, are you most interested in? Baseball, which figures, you know? I mean, we left out football for obvious reasons, because what, what's even the point? Would have won in a landslide. Baseball, 44. I don't care about any of them, 39. 25.6%. And I'm proud of this audience, by the way. Not that, you know, I don't want people to be hockey fans, but I'm proud to see that. Because the sports nerd thing on this radio station continues aggravating just the crap out of me. It just, it just, it just makes me want to, like, duty all over myself. I just can't deal with it. I'm serious. The sports nerd thing and all these, just like that kid that calls it, he don't even know who the hell he's talking to or what station this is. Uh, well, can we get out some, uh, what about the Dolphins? Screw the Dolphins, okay, pal? Screw the Dolphins. Call up a sports show. This isn't some stupid goddamn sports show. We got, uh, let's see, eight, 16 hours a day of stupid sports shows on this station. So if you want to talk about the Dolphins, my suggestion to you, sir, is do the right thing. Call up one of those stupid talk shows where they talk sports. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. Did I ever read the poll? No. Baseball, 44. I don't care about any of them, 39. Hockey, 30. Soccer, 15. Cockfights, 12. 12 for cockfights. All right. A lot of votes coming in from Hialeah and Sweetwater already. The British Monarchy, 7. And women's basketball, Ron Rothstein, only 5. Only 5 lesbians out there in Radio Land said, oh, they like best women's basketball. The WNBA. How many year, more years do you think that's going to be around? Maybe, maybe one. Maybe one. Maybe if Mo keeps pumping for his buddy Ron Rothstein, maybe one. They can get, you know, a few thousand people in there every game. Not lose too much. WQAM. Hi. Yes, sir. 
George? No, Neil. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay. Um, uh, it's a pleasure talking to you. Um, I got a little spy report. Uh, I was listening to one of the Spanish stations, unfortunately, because there's nothing else on the radio. Yeah, is this going to be about O.J. Simpson that we already heard about? Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you. 5670560. So evidently it's true, though, huh? Apparently. O.J., he's making rounds. He wants some, uh, you know, he's tired of those blondes, of those Aryan blondes. He's trolling blondes. for a spick chick. He's trolling for a spick chick now, O.J. Any spick ladies out there that want to, like, uh, do them, huh? No. Want to give O.J. the low price spread? WQAM. Hey, George. Yeah. Yeah, um, I just want to mention a book called Gospel of Shame, written in 1993. Yeah. It's a book that documented all the problems the Catholic Church is having now, and it was printed nine years ago. Hmm. Who's, who's it by, do you know? No, I don't, but I heard it on NPR earlier this morning, and they were touting it on NPR. Um, but it, uh, it predicted what's happening now, and it's, it's like the smoking gun. It's gonna, it's like the, the facts were known nine years ago, and they're just They were known a lot that. longer than that. Okay, thanks. That uh, book by Lead Us Not in Temptation by Jason Beery, that was uh, back in the 80s, because I had him on my show. Back when I was doing guests, back in those boring days. So these these things have been known for like uh, decades, but it's just that uh, the church has been much more successful up till the Boston Globe. They're the people that really deserve credit for uh, for uh, breaking this loose, for breaking the story, just to t- tearing the cap off of this whole oozing sore. The Boston Globe, and of course the irony of that being, of course Boston in this country anyway is like the headquarters of the church. Yep. Make no mistake about that, having lived there for a couple of years. Boston is uh, owned lock, stock, and bagels by the Catholic Church. Who was the uh, bishop that back then? Bishop uh, Cardinal Cushing. That was his name. No related to Ron, no relation to Ron Cushing, who was a harness driver in Detroit. But uh, Cardinal Cushing. And he was no Cardinal Law, I'll tell you that. Yeah, they had a big uh, scandal with the parking garage. Instead of the altar boy scandal back then, the big scandal was how the church owned the uh, parking garages. And they were like skimming off the top and they used to, they used to tow your car away. If you like, you know, parked there for 30 seconds longer. They once towed my little Corvair away in Boston. Those bastards. And I come running out of the uh, supermarket and I see the tow truck is like a, you know, about a, a tenth of a block uh, up the street. I ran like hell and I caught it. And I said, hey, uh, you know, what do I, how much do I give you to get my car back? It was like one minute in the store. Now you'll have to go downtown and give me the address where I got it. Cause it's a scam and it cost me 70 bucks to get my car out. Which the church was taking a little piece of the action at that time too. Yeah, they want their peace, you know. Just like OJ, everybody everybody wants their peace. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. Don't forget, George is going to be on tomorrow, whether you like it or not. No Joe. Although, now, like I said, Joe will be on tomorrow. No George. Well, you wouldn't want me to sandbag and sabotage the Joe show. It'll be George tomorrow, or maybe Joe. It'll be somebody. I won't be here. And on Friday, I'll be back. I'll be back. And then, of course, that's uh, Joe and George right after the Howard David basketball and uh, soccer show. Joe and Mark. WQAM. Hello? Yes, sir. I was looking for Neil. You're looking for him while you're looking right at him. It's not a pretty sight. Neil? Yeah. Neil, God, long time no talk. Yes, sir. And I'm loving the new thing, and uh, you're traveling around the world, and doing the show from different places in george i don't know if i like joe but i love the whole thing mm-hmm. a lot of fun don't like joe too much well i don't know him personally never had sex with i'm not guy, talking about uh, his penis i'm talking about whether you like him on the air or not i like george on the air i love you on the air obviously i'm glad you're taking calls again 
Uh, I like that you did Briefly. it for a while. Variety is good, man. Yeah, well, to see, I like doing the unsus- unexpected. In other words, if you're predictable and people know what you're going to do every single day, that's uh, it's boring. So I like being that, unpredictable. That would be boring. Just keep it up in any way you can, and uh, we love the show. I speak for the world. Trust me. Okay, thanks for the uh, suck job. Thank you. <laughs> it was a good one. Bye. See, it was great. Give me that towel, George. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. We got one hundred and seventy three votes on that survey already. Man, something's going on here. Like I said, I lied. I'll be here on Friday. Now, see, I'm going to have to start lying to these people. Psychologically, there's something wrong with this crowd. It, it doesn't make any difference where I'm doing the show. It sounds exactly the same. The tone is the same. I, I still can't get over those uh, those faxes. The tone of the show is terrible. That was the first week I was doing a show out of Toronto and still taking calls at that point, by the way. Oh, the tone of the show is just terrible. What, what does that mean? What tone were they talking about? The muscle tone. That must be that tone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my muscle tone ain't too good. I'll wait till I get to Amsterdam. I get to exercise my muscle a lot more. No, it's all that walking. I'm telling you, that's where it's at. It's good for you, that walking. What do you, uh, what happened just now? It's that noise I heard, uh, this morning. Something's vibrating. In this room. Oh, I didn't tell you that. Mo said it right under your chair, whatever the device is. Nine minutes after, uh, don't be stupid, will ya? Nine minutes after 10 at 560 WQM. If you're thinking of painting your home or business, speaking of being stupid, don't do it. Don't paint. Protect your investment with liquid ceramic. Liquid ceramic, the technology born in NASA's space program, is available right now here in South Florida. Liquid ceramic is the most advanced exterior, interior, and roof coating available in the universe. You, too, can have the same high-tech ceramic technology that shields the space shuttle, protecting your home or building, and you'll never, ever have to paint again. You heard right. Liquid ceramic is guaranteed for as long as you own your home or building. So forget about repainting every few years because liquid ceramic won't fade, it won't peel, and it's guaranteed. The -the state-of-the-art coating yields an R24 insulation equivalency, which means it'll help you bring those electric bills down, too. Liquid Ceramics available in over 1,800 different colors. Check out Liquid Ceramic today. Call 305-347-5122. Liquid Ceramics has been manufactured and sold for over 40 years, and the good news for us is it's available now right here in good old South Florida. Call 305-347-5122. That's 305-347-5122. Or visit them on the net at liquidceramic.tv. And when you call them, be sure and tell them that old Neil... If there's a butt, I smell it. Now, a one-on-one interview with Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy, how's this television show changed your life? I mean, life? how's it going? There's cameras all over the f***ing house. Every time I try to do something, it's like a look and whoa, there's a light in my face. I'm in the bathroom, right? I'm trying to go. You can't poop where there's a f- camera right in your face, can you? I Have never- you ever tried to poop with a f- camera in you? No, I've I mean, never- you can't do it. You can't push because I can't push. My f- head will blow up. Yeah, I've got nothing in my f- head anyway. How's the f- Every time I'm in there, my wife Sharon comes in. Everybody's trying to talk to me. I just want to be left alone. Well, I can understand that. Just leave me the f- alone. How's the foot? The foot is all f***ed up. I mean, every time I move on, I hear bone making noise uh, and cracking. Uh, I mean, I can't do anything. I'm Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, f- what is it, Kelly? I'm doing... Kelly, shut the f*** up. I'm doing an interview. What is it? I'm so pissed off at Jack. Well, what do you want me to do about it, Kelly? You want me to say something to him? Daddy, he went in my panty drawer again. 
What? He went in my panty drawer. I mean, Kelly, if your brother wants to wear your f***ing panties, what am I supposed to do? Do you want me to tell him? Get your own panties. Do you want me to tell him to not wear your panties, Kelly? Yeah. You see She's what crazy, I... crazy, Dad. Jack. She's crazy, Jack, Dad. wait a minute now. Don't wear your sister's f***ing Wait yeah. a minute. Where's the dog? F*** you. Where's the f dog again? He got out. You know, don't wear your f***ing sister's panties. You've got a c you can't wear panties if you've got a c What do you say, Ozzy, when people say you are the new word I mean, queen? what do I say? I mean, I don't even know what to say. You're asking me questions. I've got my daughter Kelly bitching and moaning about her brother wearing a panties. I mean, what's the f big deal if he wants to wear panties? But I mean, why can't she just f get over it already? Did you ever wear... Enough already. I mean, I'm wearing panties right now. I'm wearing Kelly's panties. She doesn't even... No. We'll be right back. Thank you. 10.15 at 5.60, WQM. Now, what is this mung on? Oh, that's whiteout? Is yeah. It? Oh. Yeah. Such as it is. It's like you snotted or something. Generic whiteout. Join George, Boca, Brian, and Miguel for Budweiser Happy Hour, 5 to 7 this afternoon at Treasure Island, north 122nd Street on the east side of the Palmetto. They'll have our usual QAM crappy prizes, and Jeff Howe will be giving out free lap dances and uh, whatever. And the real job. prizes for anyone who survives that. I see. 191 votes on our survey today on neilrogers.com. Which of these are you most interested in? I don't care about any of them, 51. Baseball, 50. Hockey be having uh, 41. Soccer, 21. Cockfights, 15. The British Monarchy, 8. And women's basketball, the Seoul, only 5. Ron Rothstein's only got 5 shills that he can put on it. Well, he's got 6 shills. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. See, I'm, I'm torn because I really, you know, I'd like to take a few of these calls, and also I got this still this hacking cough, which by Friday when I'm back in TO, I should be rid of all of this, right? See, if I would have been taking like an expectorant, I would have gotten rid of all the phlegm sooner. You would expect so. Yeah, but somewhere along the line, I just it just got lost in the shuffle. It wasn't one of those priorities that I had. Plus, it's more fun having it. WQAM. Thank you. WQAM, hello. Matea Nicole. That was OJ. Oh. Oh, and that's another thing, by the way. Why would he be calling on a Spanish language station? You don't pick it up, Pony. I guess they must have been translating it. No. I don't buy it. WQAM. Uh, Neil? Yes, sir. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago on the front page of the New York Times, it said a Vatican canon lawyer said, don't go to the police on sexual abuse and don't tell a parish about a new priest's record. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, this, you're right. It's a dog and pony show. It's mm -hmm. just, they're going to say something and then Vatican's going to throw it out. That is correct. <laughs> but I tell you, I, I saw this on ABC and NBC, did, uh, MSNBC, they had their talk shows and they were going crazy over it. But like CNN never even mentioned it. You figured everybody go crazy on this thing. Well, how do you know CNN never mentioned? Do you watch CNN like round the clock? I went on their website. I was looking all over for this. Vatican. Yeah, but their, their, their website is very crappy. They, they have a lot of really interesting stuff on like early in the morning, and I'll go to their website, and I'll never be able to find it. Even through the rest of the day, I'll look for the story, and you can't find it on there. They just have a crappy website. Because uh, I thought this Vatican canon thing would be huge, because Mark Shields works for CNN. Right. He, he made it one of his outrage of the week that the Vatican's backing down from this. Right. Oh, oh, one more thing. Do you know who Barry Lynn is from the People for American Way? Yes, I do. He was on Crossfire last week. He was talking about how these Christians are trying to get into public schools and science classes that dinosaurs and people live together. When he said that, everybody uh, just freaked out, but uh, but they just ignored him. They do want that. Well, there's nothing new about that. They've been trying to do that for the uh, last 30 years. There's nothing new there. 
Okay, and in closing, now I can finally say this. Go back to Kennedy, you Jew bastard. Okay, hey, thank bye. you. Thank you very much, and I will. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, when did you get AIDS? WQAM. Yeah, uh, I just moved down here, and I just want to say it's a hellhole, and I don't understand why anybody would want to live here. Well, you're but. right. Where are you from? Uh, Virginia. Oh, well, you made a bad mistake, sir. Have you unpacked yet? Um, pretty much, but I'd like to uh, get out of here as soon as possible. Well, good luck to you. I'll I'll be Thank right you. behind you. I'll have the uh, flashlight. I'll be right ahead of you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. It is a hellhole. It's hundred eighty degrees in the shade. And of course, with these calls, we've had a few. You know, a few that actually had something to say. But then we have a lot of morons out there, including that Schwarzer that called a couple of calls back. By the way, my name ain't Magic Johnson. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon. Wireless line, WQAM. Hello, Neil. Yes? I tell you, I loved that hockey game last night. That was one of the most exciting things to see. To see the Red Wings and all these freeloading phonies get on the bandwagon, get whacked by Carolina. What freeloading phonies are you talking about? Those people that, you know, the people that jump on the bandwagon. You mean front-running front running phonies is the term they, you're looking for. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's like these people, now that the U.S. beat the... Uh, be one of those countries in the World Cup. All these people, ah, oh, soccer's the greatest. Oh yeah, I heard that. I heard that this morning on Mo Show because it was a good cover-up for not talking about the hockey game. So instead, papa, 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 and soccer. Every year we hear the same thing about all the kids down here. Little kids are playing soccer, and you know something that's true, but it doesn't. It doesn't translate into anything else. No adults, nobody cares about soccer in this country unless they come from a country where soccer is very big, which is not in North America, other than Mexico. Absolutely. Can I have a shameless request? Yes, sir. Gene Rayburn is blank, blank. Oh, I don't know. And that, I, I mean, I like that, but uh, it's just, I don't know. I'm kind of like, huh? I like it. It's for people like us who watch the Game Show blank, Channel. Blank. Gene Rayburn is blank, blank. That's too bad. Gene Rayburn is blank. Okay, that's good enough. No, that was, that was enough. He wanted a little taste of it. And I, I don't want to play the whole thing, okay? you got to have a feel for this. I'm not going to play the whole goddamn thing. How long is that? A minute and a half? Audience would be in a coma. They'd be gone by that point. They'd be listening to the Norm Kent show speaking of coma. Oh, Norm told me last night he had this uh, little problem. He had an infected testicle. He said it was the size of a baseball, size of a grapefruit. Who do you think gave him that? How do you get that? No, I don't want to know. He had an infection in his nut. But they gave him antibiotics, and luckily it went back to normal. Now it's the size of a BB. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. I'm not sure about this taking these calls. You know, any ladies out there want to call and say hi? This is my last day before I get out of here for four months. Any women in this audience care enough to send their very best? No, of course not. Absolutely not. You're not kidding me. I know all about this phone crap. I've been around the block a few times. WQAM. You sit down when you pee. See, there we are. Same assholes. WQAM. QAM. Hello? Yes. Neil? Yeah. Welcome back, Maricon. I'm WQAM. QAM, hello. Hello? I'm going back to my articles, okay? Because you people are a bunch of assholes. Bishop's proposals are seen as starting point for debate. 
A child protection plan proposed by the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops sparked heated debate across the uh, church yesterday as bishops, lay activists, and scholars said they would push for changes when bishops vote on a policy in Dallas next week. The bishops' draft charter for protection of children and young people was welcomed by many who said the document suggests that the bishops finally appear ready to recognize the damage done over the last several decades to thousands of children by the minority of priests who have been sexually active. Oh, this is in the Boston Herald, and of course they have to be politically correct, so they say the minority of priests who have been sexually abusive. But two aspects of the bishops' proposal proved controversial. Their plan to allow priests who have committed only one act of abuse in the past to keep working for the church and their decision not to suggest any action against bishops who have failed to remove abusive priests from ministry. Let me say it again. They're making a decision uh, as opposed to the law. Priests who have committed only one act of abuse in the past can keep working for the church as opposed not only from getting kicked out of the church but like going to jail where they belong. Who the hell are you bishops kidding, baby? Or scaling it back a little bit. I believe and Bishop before I believe these bastards, okay? Bishop William S. Kleistad of Spokane, vice president of the Bishops' Conference, called the draft a good start, but said in a telephone interview that he would like to see the proposal toughened with a stronger apology on behalf of bishops and a stricter zero-tolerance policy. Now we're talking, Pops. The apology could be even stronger. I think it does hurt for, doesn't hurt for us to say that we need to ask for forgiveness and that we've made mistakes, he'd be saying. Skillstad said he expects a debate in Dallas about zero-tolerance policy. The draft proposes that the bishops seek to defrock any priest who sexually abuses a minor in the future, but only those priests who have abused a minor more than once in the past. So as we're looking in the past, you get one free pass. No free passes in the future, but depending on what you've done in your past and in your behind, one free pass to molest a kid. Our own practice in Spokane has been that we've taken the one-strike-and-you're-out approach, Skillstead said. We need to be mindful that we're a forgiving church, a reconciling church, but from my perspective, given the level of anger and the high expectations that the laity have of priests, what I'm hearing is that people are pretty strong about not allowing such a person back into the ministry, and you are... Absolutely correct, sir. Archbishop Harry Flynn of St. Paul in Minneapolis, who chaired the committee that drafted the proposal, defended his decision to give a second chance to some offenders. Treatment in the power of Christian conversion has made a difference in some cases, Flynn said. However, ministry that involves contact with children or young people will always be out of the question for abusive priests, he'd be saying. A prominent seminary rector who's been asked to address the bishops in Dallas next week said the bishops need to go much further in holding themselves accountable. Much, 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 much further, he said. Not covered here is the question of the bishops themselves, and in listening to a lot of Catholic lay people last few weeks, that is a particular sore point, said the Reverend Donald P. Uh, Sr., president of the Catholic Theological Union in Chicago. I know another sore point, too. Rectum. If it can be demonstrated that a bishop knowingly placed a priest who they knew uh, was in danger with children, that is a serious breach, and the bishop would be unfit for pastoral leadership. There is no restoration of trust until that is addressed. And on it goes at very great length. But it's, like I said, a dog and pony show. And it, it's like they're sticking their finger out the window to see which way the wind is blowing and just how little they can get away with doing, you know, and see how the uh, the windfall of public opinion. And needless to say, there's an enormous uh, gush. Of, it's gushing over here. Squirt, squirt. Public opinion that, hey, you're not kidding anybody. Come on, just one time. Yeah, this, this two-striking you're out, bull crap. It's a pile of crap. 219 votes on our poll. Which of these are you most interested in? I don't care about any of them, 63. Baseball, 55. Hockey, 47. Soccer, 21. Cockfights, 20. Oh! British monarchy, 8. And women's basketball, only 5. Nobody cares about dyke ball, okay? 
And we can have people on this station giving a big song and a dance and promoting it. Hey, it's really great. Go out and see it. Uh, guess what, Ron Rothstein? You know, you're full of crap. Nobody cares. It's a joke. Here's something that's not a joke, and that is a smelly, dirty carpet. Not only does it look bad and smell bad, it's unhealthy, too, because those germs and schmutz and everything is in there, and your allergies get all kicked up. In fact, a lot of people get allergies. They don't even realize it. It's because their carpets are full of crap. If you want to get the crap out of your carpets, do the smart thing. Call my good friends like I always do at Dry Concepts. I've been using them in my house for over 20 years. Dry Concepts dry clean your carpet the same way the folks dry clean your clothing. It sucks out even the deepest down dirt in the fibers of your carpet, which makes them look just like brand new. Makes them stay cleaner longer and last longer as well. Your carpets will be dry and smell lemony fresh in just a couple of hours, and you'll be ready to rock and roll again. So instead of doing business with those shysters out there who uh, soak your carpets and uh, leave you with a mess, call our friends at Dry Concepts who not only do a stupendous job every time but give you a written guaranteed price. Let me say it again, a written guaranteed price before they even start doing the work. Treat yourself and your carpets to a spring cleaning today in Broward called Dry Concepts at 954-370-7778. 954-370-7778. In Dayton, Palm Beach, call 1-800-248-5071. 1-800-248-5071. Clean today. You can entertain tonight with Dry in Phillies tonight from the Fed in Philadelphia. Coverage begins at 6.30 on Sports Radio 560. She Get off your Roll another blunt. I was gonna clean my room until I got high. <laughs> I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. Uh, my room is still messed up, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was gonna go to class before I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. Uh, I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. Uh, uh, la I'm taking it next semester, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. Go to the next, go to the next, go to the next. Uh, I was gonna go to court before I got high. Uh, I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wouldn't. Uh, they took my whole paycheck, and I know why. Why, man? Because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. La la la. I wasn't gonna run from the cops, but I was high. Uh, I'm serious, man. I was gonna pull right over and stop, but I was high. Uh, <laughs> now I'm a paraplegic, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was gonna make love to you, but then I got high. I'm serious. I was gonna eat your now I'm jacking off, and I know why. Turn Yeah, because I got high. go. Because I got high. Hey, do that over, man. Come on, man. Go, go, I messed up my entire life because I got high. I lost my kids in white. Because I got high. Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what? Now I'm sleeping on 
on the sidewalk and I know why. Why, baby? Hey, 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 because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. La, 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 da, da, da. I'm going to stop singing this song because I'm high. This whole thing wrong because I'm high. And if I don't sell one copy, I know why. Why? Yeah, because I'm high. Because I'm high. Because I'm high. Because I'm high. Are you loud? 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 I see. Maybe well, let's see if that changes not. anything. I doubt it. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, you know, something I've been thinking about. You've got, uh, George is in a tough situation because it sounds to me like we're getting a neutered version of George these days because he's worried about getting blown out of there. What do you mean a neutered version? Well, he's not, it's like he's able to comment on a lot of this that's going on, the internal stuff that's so fun that we love to hear about. Yeah. You know, when you're on, you get on there and you really, you can trash Mo and you can have fun with everybody else, but it seems like George is somewhat new. You can't really do that without suffering the repercussions. Uh-huh. Well, that's because he's being, his job is being held permanent hostage. Yeah, but if he had some kind of, like, ironclad contract, he could get away with it. Right, right. Everybody else uh-huh. like that. You know? uh-huh. You're the only one that can really get in there and let us you know, know what's going on. That is correct. Yeah. So when you're away... Coming up, we're going to get neutered George as opposed to somebody that can really get in there and give us the. Well, for, first of all, the, you know, the, the, uh, to listen to what you're saying, you think that the whole thing we talk about on this radio show every day for four hours is whatever's going on here inside the building, which is kind of stupid, you know. But it's the best stuff, though. Well, that may be. I wouldn't <laughs> argue, especially lately. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of it, believe me, you don't want to know. Have a great day, sir. Whatever you said. You're neutered. George has been neutered. They cut his balls off. Yeah. Maybe you can borrow a, a part of Norm's inflated testicle. No, thank you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. We got eight million votes on the survey, two hundred and forty three, uh, and I don't care about any of these uh, seventy five. <laughs> there you go. WQAM. WQAM. Hello. Yes, sir. How's it going? Okay. Hey, can you play Dirty Rap song? Can I play what? Dirty rap song you got there? Dirty rap song? Yeah, I, I don't know exactly the name, but... No chance. Get out of here. We're not doing requests here. We're talking to people that got something to say, okay? These three days that I'm here in town, I went way out of my way to open up these phones to, like, extend a hand of friendship to the South Florida audience and say, okay, we've pretty much shut off these phones the last, uh, whatever, it's been three, four months, whatever, and done very well with it, by the way. Thank you. The audience obviously liked it. But uh, the fact of the matter is, here we are. We get a bunch of uh, mugwumps calling in here. With stupid requests and the same old bunch of little spooks and uh, spicks. I mean, what the hell are we talking about? Let's get some white people calling in the show. Same old tired little game players. Oh, you're back, mighty calling it. That guy, that guy needs to be, he needs to be hit over the head with a baseball bat about 20 times. And I'd be delighted to do a volunteer. WQAM. Why'd you cut up King Rayburn? WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Okay. I'm so sorry you have to come back to this hellhole. Um, I can't wait to get out of here myself. I'm going up north in about two and a half weeks. I can't wait to get out of here. Yeah. But um, anyway, I just want to say, you know, I love your show, and I'm glad to uh, hear you on the air again. Okay, well, he had nothing to say. See, let me, uh, again, little for in case we ever do take calls again after today, which I kind of doubt for a while, but 
a uh, little uh, instructive piece of information. It, nobody's interested in that and hearing those kind of calls about I love your show and uh, I hope you have a wonderful life and I'm and, and that's it's boring is what it is. Like this town, it's boring, which is why I can't wait to get the hell out of here. Boring, terminal, ponderous. I don't like the tone of these calls. Okay, just like that last one. Monotone was the tone. Boring, terminal. WQAM. Now, there's one of the better ones we've had so far, and there's nobody on there. WQA, there's hello. There's somebody here, man. What is it? Yes, there's somebody here. Yeah, I, but I wasn't, I wasn't on that line. I wanted to say, uh, you know, have a good trip and all that, man. I've uh, been listening to your show a while. It's a good show, and uh, looking forward to George, and uh, take care. Bye. Woo! <laughs> 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 Don't forget, you callers are the ones who make our shows. <laughs> yeah, I hear that on some of these shows. They just want to laugh my either laugh or cry. I'm not really sure which. Boy, I'm ready to go to the beach. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Good. The only thing you got, think you got to do with George is buy him a ticket and you take with him, you know? Stick him in your apartment there and that's it and problem solved. No. No? No. <laughs> All right, Neil. Have a good trip. All okay, right? thanks. There's another guy with nobody. Right, thank you very much. I'm going to have a good trip. Thank you. But that's not a phone call. I'm not taking any more calls for a while. Why did you put these people on hold? Was that, uh, going, to, was, was that going to give them something to say, putting them on hold? No. I don't think so. I really don't think so. This, At least I mean, I go them. away for a, a few weeks, and I come back like something's going to change here. They're going to have something to say? Uh, no. Of course they're not. not going to change. I made the right decision. I, I did the right. And you'll notice, by the way, not one single person is gone. All the same oh, crowd. Yeah. They're all still out there. The raspberry guy, the mitochondria guy, the uh, do you pee when you sit down? Do you sit down when you pee? Do you pee on your knee? Uh, all the same assholes. They're all still there. Tom Jicka. Yeah, that one, that asshole's still there, too. <coughs> Ooh, look at that orange. Orange. With a little peel in it, no less. 21 before 11 at 560 WQM. Tom Lehman's at it again. It's Hallett's off-the-wall invoice sale going on right now. In fact, Tom just loves the sound of my voice. He sits down there in his office at Hallett, and he keeps his hand on the radio so he can get the vibrations of my voice. When George is on, he takes his hand off it right away. Stop by Hallett Pontiac GMC right now and take advantage of the off-the-wall invoice sale. 13401 South Dixie Highway, U.S. 1 across from the falls, the same great location. They've been treating people right and making great deals for over 35 years. The lowest sale price is marked right on the invoice right now at Hallett on all 2002 cars and trucks in stock. Choose 1.9% financing or up to a, or get yourself up to a $3,500 rebate, like I just said. And while you're at Hallett, be sure and take a peek at the complete line of the GMC SUVs, including the Envoy, voted by Motor Trend as SUV of the year, plus see the all-new Vibe SUV that's got a power of a sports car at a fraction of the price. Gee, I sure hope I don't get out of here without seeing Bob Eisenberg. Hallett's also got a great selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, too. If you've been turned on for credit by some other bogus car dealer, don't worry about it, because they'll cut you a deal some way, somehow, even if Tom personally has to loan you the money at Hallett. That's the off-the-wall invoice sale. It's going on right now at Hallett Pontiac GMC, 13401 South Dixie Highway on US-1 across from the falls. Open every single day of your life, seven days a week. You can give them a call at 305-238-4040. That's 305-238-4040 at Hallett Pontiac GMC, where they are. Mornings from 6 to 9 on Sports Radio 560.
Will Chamberlain rate me? Well, congratulations. Get a life. It's a special day here at Disney World. When the screening gays meet the rest of the girls in the closet no more. That's what gay day is for. It's a gay day after all. All right. It's a day of fun when we wear red shirts. And when we all come, you can hear the squirts. We can tickle and tease with our manicured goatees. It's a gay day after all. We'll be holding hands in adventure land and watch the Liza Manelli marching band. We'll make tourists treat with a kiss on the cheek. It's a gay day after all. We can wear tight shorts made of gold lame and wear mascara like Billy Zane. We can mince away as we prance and sashay. It's a gay, gay. day after all. MGM will have a celebrity ball hosted by Rip Taylor and RuPaul. There'll be Mervyn Monty Rock, not to mention Pete Lecoq. It's a gay, gay day after all. 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 It's gay, a gay, gay. Gay. All right. 1046 at 560. WQM is George wipes the tears from the corners of his eyes. Boy, he hates you like poison, man. Not because you're a spick, but because you're a backstabbing little uh, devious piece of crap. Isn't it amazing how some people just, they live like on another planet. They go through life and they're, they're like way off in uh, another universe somewhere. I don't want to suggest that's you, Mole, but man, you're just uh, so totally out of, out of touch. 1046 at 560 WQM abuse allegations known file show. This is also in the Boston Globe this morning. It says church documents released yesterday show that top officials of the Boston Archdiocese had extensive knowledge of allegations of sexual misconduct by several priests who were allowed to remain in active ministry despite complaints dating as far back as the 1960s. Now what was that? You're killing people in the building. Good. And some of them are gay. The documents, nearly a thousand, and, and not only that, but some of them are stupid. The documents, nearly a thousand pages of personnel records turned over to the family of an alleged victim of the Reverend Paul R. Shanley under a court order, provide evidence that Car Cardinal Bernard F. Law was directly involved in the reassignment of two accused priests, even though he said in a, store, a sworn testimony last month that he customarily delegated those decisions to subordinates. In one case, the documents released yesterday show Law decided that his own 1993 policy for dealing with priests accused of sexual misconduct would not be applied retroactively to a popular Quincy, uh, Quincy, I'm sorry, Quincy pastor accused of sexual misconduct whom Law later promoted to area vicar with oversight of 19 parishes. In another, Law recommended publicly explaining the out-of-state transfer of a priest accused of sexual misconduct by saying that he had no previous knowledge of accusations against him, a statement questioned by one of Law's own bishops. The records which cover the careers of ten priests accused of sexual misconduct also provide the first documentary evidence that the practice of moving accused clergy from parish to parish dates to the late Cardinal Richard Cushing. My psychic powers again, George. The late Cardinal Richard Cushing, who led the Archdiocese for a quarter of a century till 1971 and approved moving at least two priests into new parishes during the 1960s despite allegations of sexual misconduct. 
Rod McLeish Jr., the lawyer representing the family of Gregory Ford, who alleges he was molested by Shanley in the 80s, said he asked for the records on the 10 priests to rebut Law's April assertion that Shanley's continuing ministry during the 90s was attributable to inadequate record-keeping. The Fords are suing Law, contending that he was negligent in his supervision of Shanley. These records on these 10 priests show there was substantial record-keeping, McLeish said. He's also trying to show that Law's actions in supervising Shanley, who was arrested last month on charges of raping a child, are not covered by the doctrine of charitable immunity, which could limit the liability of church officials on the archdiocese and clergy sexual abuse cases to 20 grand. We're trying to show that there was a pattern of conduct to rebut the assertion of the archdiocese that they were at all times acting in furtherance of charitable purpose, McLeish said. The charitable purpose of the archdiocese is not furthered by putting admitted child molesters into parishes, particularly when parishioners aren't told. Law sworn deposition in the Ford case is continuing today and Friday in an undisclosed location. At an undisclosed location. How do you like that? Where he'll be safe. Yeah, where he'll be safe. I hear it's Louis in the Bronx. I hear it's Brigham's Ice Cream Parlor. Right over there in Kenmore Square. McLeish's request for personal re- personnel records covered the Reverend's... Well, it goes on with a bunch of names. McLeish also said on Friday he asked the Archdiocese to turn over personal uh, personnel records on all priests known to have been accused of sexual misconduct. We now want all those records, McLeish said, adding that the request would include the files of approximately 90 priests whose names were referred to law enforcement authorities earlier this year by church officials responding to the clergy sex abuse crisis that erupted in January. The Reverend Christopher J. Coyne, an Archdiocesan spokesman, said at a news conference that he had not reviewed the documents on the ten priests, but he attempted to place the action to church officials regarding those priests in historical context. It's part of the protective culture of the church that was in existence at the time that sought to not only protect children and their families, but at the same time try to protect the church, try to protect the priesthood, Coyne said. Right. None of the ten priests whose records were released yesterday are assigned to parishes, although one, Graham, was pulled from active ministry only last February. And allegations of sex abuse against all, all of them, along with accounts from several of their alleged victims, have been described in previous news accounts. But the records provide new details supporting those accounts and show that several of the priests were allowed to work as parish priests, even though top officials knew they had been accused of sexual misconduct. Three of them allegedly went on to molest scores of other young people. Scores of other young people. And infomnia is what this is. Remember what they talked about in The Godfather, about letting drugs in where kids are in the neighborhood? He said that's an infomnia. And that's exactly what this is, a freaking infomnia, mister. Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Catholic out there in the USA. When are you going to do something about it? When are you going to stop subsidizing and perpetrating this, this sick, twisted thing? And just like Norm said when he woke up a few days ago, there's nothing worse than having a sick, twisted, infected thing. That's right. He said he was twisting it. Oh, by the way, the show's almost over there on FTL. Anybody hear it? No. No, he said the show sucks. That's what he said. He said the show sucks. But he's making some good money for it. More power to him. Get him off our ass. Although George might have to hire him pretty soon. I think you ought to, like, file a harassment suit against this place. Sounds good to me. Been picked on and called all kinds of names. Stupid. Treated like crap for all these weeks over over a bunch of silly, like, uh, grade school crap. That's the thing that bothers me about the shenanigans that have been going on here about the last month. It's all like a bunch of uh, kindergarten crap, like kids in a sandbox. It goes to show you that even when you get into your late 60s, you still can't uh, sometimes, uh, although I have said, and South Florida is living proof of it, that sometimes people go through a second childhood. They revert back to their childhood origins again. That explains that diaper thing I never understood. Right. That's exactly right. And the bag thing, too. 
So all you people out there that are wondering what's going on in this radio station, there are a lot of other people wondering the same thing. And by the way, there are many people running around the hallways here who aren't quite so stupid as some people think. That's right. Some people think that they're fooling those people. In fact, those folks who think that they're fooling anybody probably do a better job keeping their mouth shut, keeping their pie hole shut. Because there are a lot of people that like George and like me and like this program in this building. As a matter of fact, most of them because they know that this is the goddamn meal ticket for this radio station. And if anybody thinks that I'm going to be intimidated, and I made a bad mistake, but of course Norma Kent should be partly responsible for that, for being such a pussy, for putting up with that crap, being talked into like backing off. There, there, there's no uh, battle or feud going on on my part. I'm just doing the Neil Rogers show, that's all, like I've always done, and I will continue doing. That's just the way it is. It's a radio show. You explain that right to somebody's face, and they just they, they just aren't capable of understanding that. Now, how did you get me off on this tangent again, man? Uh yeah, see, you did it because you're stupid. Right. I was just busy here talking about Catholic priest and Cardinal Law and Cardinal Cushing and Miriam Tolan, things like that. Francis O'Hare, that guy that called yesterday with that Floyd Venable stuff, he does that every time, every time, about like every four or five years. Every time I mention some harness name from the past, he calls up. And, and then the one time he actually played the tape of me talking about it. Remember that from yeah. Zeta? Boy, you people out there that save tapes from like uh, when I was on a zillion years ago on different stations, get a life. Get a free... Well, I forgot where you live. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's probably the highlight of their existence, yes. it seemed to me. 272 votes on our freaking poll today, man, on neilrogers.com. Which of these are you most interested in? I don't care about any of them. 82. Baseball, 69. Hockey, 59. Soccer, 25. Cockfights, 23. The British Monarchy, 8. And women's basketball, only 6. Only 6 people on this poll are willing to shill in a herniatic way for Ron Rothstein and that dyke crap that he puts out there pretending it's a form of basketball. Nobody cares, Ron. Nobody cares. And no matter how many free plugs you get on this radio station, the fact of the matter is, trust me when I tell you, it's the law of diminishing return. I mean, when you got all these sporting events and you got like 4,000 and 5,000 and 7,000 people showing up, I'll say this much for the Panthers, and I can't say too much, and that new building of ours out there, four of the five years we've been in there, we haven't even made the playoffs. It's been an embarrassment. It's been humiliating. It's been degrading. But did we ever have like four or 5,000 people for a game in that joint? No. Did we ever even have four or 5,000 people in the old Miami arena? No. No, we did not. Ever. Ever, ever, never. It would be scandalous, and of course, if we ever did, some people on the station would go on the air and say, see, nobody cares about hockey, hockey sucks, that's what they would say. But the fact of the matter is, we usually have our 11, 12, 13, 15,000 people in there, even and for a crap team like these last two seasons, a crap team that a lot of people wouldn't go if you paid them to go. Not because hockey's not a wonderful and exciting sport, but because of the fact that product is crap, the prices are very, very high. And the uh, ambiance ain't all that great either with a bunch of plastic assholes on their cell phones. But in spite of that, we still get our usual like 13, 14, 15, 16,000 people out there. As opposed to these other bogus so-called... See, th th this whole business, uh, I, I told you a long time ago, this uh, would all come to a head. I know my head, mister, let me tell you right now. And it was all coming to a head. Like with the baseball strike that's coming up in August. You'll see. That'll be it. That'll be the end. All these jackasses making 13 and 15 and 20 and 25 million dollars a year who can never get enough. Always whining and crying. Guys who couldn't have made the goddamn Rochester Red Wings 30 years ago. Guys that are like 182 hitters that are now making like a million and a half dollars a year for going out there and scratching their jock straps. 
Who the hell are they kidding? And keep goosing up those ticket prices and goosing it up and begging for build us more stadiums and build us this and do this. You know, pile of crap. Public's tired of it. They're burnt out. They'd rather go smoke some dope. A lot cheaper, I'll tell you that. Just ask George. He'll hook you up to something. Five six seven oh five. I know there's some people like to George, uh, hook George up. In fact, old Sparky up there. We're not doing much with that these days. Now that they, uh, you know, kind of outlawed that. Let's get old Sparky up there. I know somebody'd love to strap you in <laughs> and probably pull the switch. You could hook a generator up to an exercise cycle. Excellent idea. He could probably use the exercise too. Ten fifty six at five sixty WQAM. Hey, here's a guy that exercises it all the time, and while he's on his bike. Riding all around, he's got his little black sack from Balance for Life on the sack, too, now. On the back, pack. Jeff Cohen at Pizza Loft. Pizza Loft, Jeff is the master when it comes to putting one over on the public. I mean, they're giving you great, delicious food. That's right. He gives you big, big portions. Everything is fresh and delicious the way you love it. The prices continue to be amazingly tiny at the Pizza Loft, which is why they're doing a land office business. Every Monday at the Loft, it's lasagna night. Tuesday's eggplant night. Buy one of these dinners on these nights. You get the second dinner for only 5 bucks. Every Wednesday, like tonight, it's kids' night at the loft. Kids eat free with adults, and they can see Jeff's famous magician. Keep an eye on him, by the way. Every Thursday is bike night at the loft. Come on a motorcycle, buy one dinner, get the second one for half price. They got the best garlic rolls in the world, three different kinds of great pizza, all your Italian favorites, chicken dishes and veal and seafood, calzone, super subs, and lots more. Don't forget the brand-new pizza loft out by me in Plantation. Sunrise in Knob Hill right there behind Walgreens. Hey, hey, Marcy, I'll see you later, sweetheart. I think I thought she said my prescriptions were free this time. Didn't she say that? No. Something like that. Anyway, Pizza Loft, you'll find them on University Drive between Griffin and 595, next to Nova Southeastern and Navy, Kitty Corner of the Armadillo Cafe, right behind uh, Pier 1 Imports. And like I said, the brand new one opening at the end of the summer in Plantation. For takeout, delivery, and catering, call Pizza Loft at 954-916-8880. 954-916-8880. Pizza Loft, not the fastest or the cheapest, but... Mint chocolate chip ice cream. Agriculture department scientists say they have made a major stride toward developing an allergy-free rubber. All right. Pope John Paul is coming around. Let's go watch his plane touch him down. Let's watch him cruise around town in Spider-Man town as we yell. Hi, Pope. Yell. Hi, Pope. I say I'm so excited because it's my Pope. So if you want his blessing now, don't go messing around. Genuflecting get down. Look out now, the Pope is coming around. Look out now, the Pope is coming around. Look out now, the Pope is coming around. Kneel down. When you get there, better be wary. Down in Cuba, things can get hairy. Everyone knows that it's very scary. Better say a Hail Mary when you come by, Pope. You'll get by, Pope. Please say hi to the big guy in the sky, Pope. The deaf, the blind, the who limps, wanna catch a glimpse, won't you say us a mess? Hey, you Cubans, all get off of the grass. Hey, you Cubans, all get off of the grass. 
song get off of the grass real fast. Oh, we're fine. Don't know why he's saying hello. And he's shaking hands with Castro. Everyone knows about Castro. Mucho grande asshole. And they say, why, Pope? Don't be a dope. I think he should be swinging from a tight rope. So when you get to Cuba now, don't be stupid now. When you meet with Fidel, tell that asshole that he's going to hell. Or who cut the cheese? It's 1104 at 560 WQM. And did he say that the Pope would don't be stupid? Something like that is what I heard. Well, too late. And this guy, this old, old, frail creature, he's like schlepping around. He can't even keep his head up. He's like a breath away from death at any moment. And there's a lot of the same stupid, ignorant people out there. A lot of the same stupid people. Brainwashed masses continue, uh, you know, kissing his asses. Man who's living in a stone age. And then let me tell you again, the people in Italy, hey, Bafangula, baby. He don't, they don't bother with him. He's not fooling them for one second. Although he does manage doing a great job of repressing them, but that's because he's got the inside with the uh, Carabinieri. Probably his consigliere from the Vatican is uh, in charge of that. Anyway. Oh, and this is a very important thing. Now, I know you didn't like the story I did about the broccoli because you don't like broccoli. And I almost choked on some broccoli the very next day. See? Well, I don't think I'll be choking on folic acid tomorrow, but I could. Because they do take it every day. If the pill's big enough. It's not. By the way, if you want to get some good folic acid, Sundown makes a great product called High Folic. Uh, that's got folic acid with plus all the B vitamins in the right balance. That's great for getting your homo level down. Homocysteine. And more and more, smart doctors, now not dumb... Not dumb doctors, not brainwashed cardiologists who are obsessed with your cholesterol, but more and more smart doctors, just like Dr. McCauley, uh, whatever his name was, Culkin, Culkin. Uh, whatever. No, seriously, remember that. He was the one that turned me out of that whole homocysteine thing. That's the important thing as far as an indicator of heart disease, etc. Your homo level. What are you, what are you taking in there right These now? These are Miguel's vitamins. I steal them. Yeah, but what are they, like a multi? Multivitamin and also vitamin C. Uh, forget about vitamin C. Well, what's, what's uh, in it? Everything. It's a one a day. One a day is not what I'm talking about. You're such a schmuck. You know, I'm beginning to think that Mo's got a point. You're a little stupid. You know, how many milligrams of what? It's got how everything. many micrograms of folic acid? It won't have milligrams. Four hundred. How, how micro, much? Four hundred. That's not bad. And in, in what? How many at the top? It says each so many tablets contain all of the following. One tablet, two. How many? One tablet. Really? That's not bad. And it's got the B's in there, like B3 and B6 and B12. Show enough. There you go. Well, that can't be too bad. Anyway, the reason I'm passing this along, I'm begging you to listen to this, even though you don't want to, because you might choke on your broccoli. CBS News reports, over the last 10 years, folic acid has developed a reputation as something of a wonder vitamin, a simple way to prevent devastating birth defects. How often are you in a position of being able to say, take this simple vitamin, and this horrible birth defect will largely go away, said Dr. Nancy Green, medical director of the March of Dimes. But, reports CBS News correspondent Elizabeth Kaladin, the organization that devotes itself to delivering healthy babies is delivering disturbing news about folic acid. The majority of American women who should be taking it are not. 
Only about a third of women of childbearing age take folic acid before they're pregnant, said Green. Folic acid is a B vitamin that's crucial for healthy development of the brain and spine. Rectum. Taken before becoming pregnant, just 400 micrograms a day can reduce birth defects known as neural tube defects by 70%. So when George has his next baby now, if he keeps popping that uh, folic acid, he won't have to worry about any possible birth defects. Folic, uh, he said next time he's going to have his own. Because uh, somebody in the building told him to go himself. Folic acid occurs naturally in fruits and leafy green vegetables. The government even puts it in breakfast cereals and breads, but experts say that's not enough, and that all women interested in having children, even in the future, should be taking a folic acid supplement. Men, many women don't. And not only this, it's not just a thing for women. Trust me when I tell you. It's extremely important for every uh, human being to get a lot of folic acid in your system because it keeps that homocysteine level down. And homocysteine you find in meat. If you're vegetarian, probably don't eat as much. I don't know. Because if you're a vegetarian, you're eating more fruits and leafy, uh, green leafy vegetables. Presumably. And choking on your broccoli. But if you eat a lot of meat, put a lot of meat in your mouth like some of the rest of us, you need that folic acid to get that homo level down. The first time I had that homocysteine test, was, it was my level was 16. Not good. A little bit too high. Not, not terrible, but not good. What's it supposed to be? Under 10. Ah. And last time I had it, I think it was like 8. I got it down as far as 6. Perfect ideal from what I read in Dr. Macaulay Culkin, uh, Michael Jackson's book, was like, uh, I don't know, five or six would be the lowest. But like six or eight or like is great. Six or eight is great. Folic acid, let me say it again, sundown makes fol high folic C. Is this fax machine broken or not? Because I noticed that I went on before and it said, because I printed stuff out on there, but I'm talking about the line. I don't think any faxes came over on that today. It shouldn't be out. Because it said um, error or something. What does I, it say now? It says ready. Okay, then it's working. Says ready when you are. Maybe they just have nothing to do. Because I know it's on the phone. They sure had nothing to say. You know, I could go into a long thing. In fact, when I come back from the break, I'm just going to mention a few more things that really frost my ass about phone calls over the years on this show. People that think is really an interesting phone call to a talk show, at least to this one, that are not. Like those Vegas people, for example. Oh, oh, the pain. Nine minutes after 11 at 560, WQM, we got the Mad Dog, Jim Manage at 1. We got Hank from the Belmont in New York at 3. Pre games are Marlon on deck at 630. Marlon's at the Phillies at 705. Eddie K after Marlon's baseball. Joe and Mark, the Dirty Boys, the Dirty Goyam, well, one of them anyway, overnight, 2 to 6 in the morning. The weather's starting to get really unbelievably hot again. Summer storms and the possibility of hurricanes follow soon. So get yourself prepared for a major storm, which this year they say more are coming than uh, usual and discover what thousands of people have done to protect their homes. Call All Weather Systems. All Weather Systems has been in business for over 15 years, and they're a state-licensed FEMA project impact contractor. All Weather Systems carries the new state-of-the-art shutterless impact-resistant windows and French doors, too. No unsightly or ugly shutters to ruin the look of your home and the convenience of not even having to put up heavy plywood or storm panels at all. All Weather Systems offers 100% unsecured bank financing with no payments for 90 days and payments as low as just 69 bucks a month. Their impact-resistant windows and French doors have insulated glass, which saves you energy, reduces outside noises, and the non-breakable glass helps keep out criminals and burglars as well. All Weather Systems also manufacture a full line of accordion-style shutters, electric roll-ups, and hurricane panels, too. Give All Weather Systems a call today. Save yourself the headache of putting up shutters. Protect your family from storms and crime, and keep your house looking beautiful and energy efficient at the same time. Call All Weather Systems toll-free, 1-800-728-5126. That's 1-800-728-5126. They provide home protection of the highest quality with service reliability and professionalism second to nobody, nowhere. Call All Weather today, and please tell them that Neil told you to call All Weather Systems toll-free. It's one 800 728
and say, Neil, I pooped in my pants. Jim Mendes. Weekdays at 1 on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Did he tuck it or did he cock it? Don't like all the Harper. Don't, don't, don't. Every time I see. That retarded dimwit on my TV. He's President Gump's Republicans muscled in and an articulate idiot. I don't know why they would want this guy, but now he's here. We're screwed the next four years with President Gump's. Oh, what I give to count votes once more and get who we all voted for. If you want this, don't, don't, don't. Lips drumming, stupid heat. Don't, don't, don't. drunk and rich kid. Dumber than me. He's President Dumps. You don't care what it took. You got him in by hook or crook. The Christian right knows what's best for you and I. But have no fear. We've got a great leader here. With President Dumps. President Dumps. You just did what? You just did dick with it? Maybe our fax machine's going to work now. Go send us a fax, okay? Send us some cryptic note or something. 305-650-0198. See, I, I'm sitting here. I just have a feel of it. I'm not even looking at it, and I can feel it, that fax machine. Can you feel it? No. No. So we took our folic acid during the break and feel a hell of a lot better right now. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon line. Boy, I don't like giving these numbers out, you know, because then we might actually get some calls. WQAM. Yeah, hi, Neil. Yes, How sir. You doing? Welcome okay. back. Uh, listen, I heard you a couple days ago mentioned uh, rock radio and the old, uh, like, 20-year-old K-102 and she. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool that people remember after all those years. Did you know that she is actually an Internet station on the Internet local at she'sonlyrockandroll.com? No, I did not know that. Yeah, and it's a really cool... Oh, and there's a fax coming over the machine! Oh! oh! I'm sorry. Go ahead. I got excited. <laughs> That's funny. By the way, George does an excellent job when you're not around. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he fills the time, that's for sure. Yeah, he kills us in four hours every day. He's kind of stupid, but other than that, he's all right. Can I just ask you, I used to listen to you years ago. Whatever happened to Glenn Hill? Dead. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, you know, I could beat around a bush and give a big build-up, but he uh, died oh, I'm sorry a couple years ago. That. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, we are, too. Yeah, all right. Well, thanks, Neil. Okay, thanks. It's good to hear you live and local. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Live and local. What, what does that mean? And guess what, by the way? I'm not in the South Florida. I'm in Toronto. How do you like that, all you schmucks out there? Oh, live Neil's here. No, that's right. I'll be at the track tonight. They'll see. But, I mean, what difference does it make? It's just uh, live and local. Here's a fax. Look at that. And it says, where the F is the Justice Department? The There's our good close friend, uh, Ken Malden, who just brought us in a bulletin there. It says, well, we can all go home now. Thank you, Ken. What does it say? 
It's a fax. Apparently, when they couldn't get through on that one, they sent it to I the see. Other. Well, thank you, Ken. There's a great gentleman and a scholar, Ken Mulder, Muldoon. I remember those good old days at the Biscayne Kennel Club, man. Those were the days, Ken. He knows it and I know it. When we had some white people in this town. Where the F is the Justice Department with this Catholic churchman? It says, I tuned in the Norm Kent show when you played uh, Because I Got High. He was talking about you and Howard David. Please don't take calls, says Chris. He was talking about me and Howard David. Who? Hey, that, that's totally inappropriate. My attorney is on the air talking about me and Howard David. Absolutely inappropriate. Get your own material, Norm. You're only doing one stick an hour a day, you jackass, you faggot, you silly person, you, you kike, you mocky bastard. What's wrong with you anyway, man? I hope your goddamn testicle swells up again just for a few minutes just to get you nervous. God, talking about me and Mo Howard, that's kind of stupid if you ask me. I think the fax machine probably knew we were going to get a fax about Norma Kent. Thanks, Chris. Let's see. Asked to help priest allegedly abused. Oh, we already had this one. Already had that story. Thank you. A long time ago. Oh, we've, we've been all over this thing like stink on Mo. Make no mistake about that. There, I see. I'm. I don't know. I see you looking. <laughs> You're tempted. Believe me, it's not going to last. It's not like this is going to be some kind of a. You notice how quick I broke the habit up there? I didn't uh, ever once give the phone number again, and uh, you know, unless I was ready to. Three hundred and seventeen votes on our survey today. Which of these are you, which of these are you most interested in? None of them. Don't care about any of ninety-three. Baseball eighty-three. Hockey sixty-nine. Soccer twenty-nine. Cockfights 27, the British Monarchy 10, and Women's Basketball El Sol 6. Says, very weak. Very, very weak. And when people come on this radio station and they start promoting things, you just raise one eyebrow and say, hey, I wonder what the hell that's all about, huh? Well, you know, people like to promote crap for their buddies. Just the way things work in the world. You know, you smear my hand and I'll smear you, smear, smear on you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. Might take some calls, although Chris doesn't want me to. I don't know. In kind of a perverse way, I'm enjoying it a little bit. You know, just just a little taste of it. It's like being back in town for a few days. Don't want to overdo it. In April, I came back for five days. Two of those, of course, a weekend: Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday through Wednesday. And here in June, I'm doing it again. Won't be doing that again till October. Because once I get back here in October, I'm going to be here a long time. See, that's a smart way to do it. November, December, January, and February. Anybody want to be like in that horrible weather? In a, no. And, of course, nobody wants to be here in uh, June, July, and August and uh, most of September either, do they? When it's 114 degrees in the shade. And you'll notice we're already getting a real good start on that. Oh, yeah. Now, getting back to what I promised I was going to say, a little instruction for you in case we ever decide to take calls again after this moment. One of the things that really, well, many of the things, but uh, the, first of all, Mad Dog does one thing right. Well, he does many things right, but... Uh, when he says every day, on as far as the calls, because he doesn't do guests, he does strictly calls, have a point and get to it. And that's right. Of course, they don't, but nevertheless, but he tries to get them to do it. That, that's his philosophy, and that's exactly what it's all about when you call a talk show. Have a point, get to it. What are you calling for? What do you want to say? Not, oh, gee, you know, have a wonderful trip, and I really enjoyed you for the last one. That's great. That's boring is what it is. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's just ass-looking. It's boring. I mean, George thinks ass-looking is something other than boring, but I don't want to get into that. I'll save that for tomorrow for him. Fax is coming in, baby. Yeah! Look at that. And then the other thing, that business about... And it's only an example. Only an example. But it's such a sad commentary on what a horseball town this is. People are call me up over the years. If I had $1,000 for everyone ever called about Vegas, I could retire. I could go to Vegas and have a great time anyway. 
Oh, yeah, you were so right. We took your advice and went to Vegas and had a great time. Wow. Wow. You know what that is? Stupid. Right. Like it took Neil Rogers to tell somebody that Vegas is a swinging place and a great time can be had by all. See, that's the problem when you live in such a parochial place where you have a bunch of retards who don't go anywhere. Anybody, I would say, over the age of 21 who makes a few bucks. Now, like you've been out there, when you go to the MGM Grand, for example, although you've never been to the MGM Grand, have you? We stayed there the one trip. Oh, that's right, the second time. Took us two days to get out of there. When you go to the MGM Grand, you see all these living and breathing people, like from, I would say, the age of 21 to 110. I mean, there may be some people under 21, but I'll let them worry about checking ID as far as gambling. But uh, the fact of the matter is that anybody over the age of 21 who who isn't like working for like a buck fifty an hour, that's what I'm talking about. A lot of people at 21, they're already married, or they got a girlfriend or a boyfriend, whatever they got, and they go out there and they have a great time. It, it, there's nothing revealing about that. There's nothing revolutionary about that. And then to come back and say, oh, you were right. We went out there and stayed at the, uh, you know, and then, of course, I always get sucked in that. Where'd you stay? Oh, we stayed at the Aladdin. It was really great. Yeah. Oh, good. That's boring. It's crap. I, you know, I've only got these last uh, 75 years on that contract. I'm not going to, like, waste my time with a bunch of boring calls like that. Or what, what's a good hotel in Amsterdam, Neil? How about the, uh, you know... One with rooms and a bath would be good, you know? Four walls and a bath would be excellent, and a bed uh, couldn't hurt either. Or maybe uh, hang out at one of those youth, ho- youth hostels. Bring your sleeping bag, you know, kind of an extra large one that'll fill a couple of extra people in it, and uh, hang out at the youth hostel. They have communal showers in those things, don't they? I would assume so, if they have any, yeah. And by the way, speaking of that, a youth hostel is okay, but South Florida hostel is not okay. They're spelled differently. So when you, go, youth. when you go there, leave your hostile attitude in town and uh, cut the crap. Oh, yeah, where's a good place to stay in Vegas? Where's a good uh, McDonald's out there? Did you ever eat at that uh, crap burger? What, what's the name of that place? Is it Whataburger? You got me. I don't even know what the hell the name is. Okay. Don't call and tell me, uh, okay? I don't want to know, because I'm never going to go there anyway. I don't go to burger joints. My mother made her uh, Millie's Famous uh, uh, Ground Brown yesterday for lunch, and... <laughs> Within a matter of moments, I was in there making a brown. <laughs> That's right. That was my going away meal before October. Millie's brown, brown, brown. Told me the same stories that she's told me eight million times already, but you know, she means well. She just can't help herself. Nice doctor, Mom. I don't, you know, before I leave, I think I should give the name of that place on the air. To think that they sent me over there. Not, not because I'm such a big shot, but just, uh, you know, just like an ordinary human being, although, like you said, I had a kind of a crappy shirt on yesterday, but I didn't wear that shirt that day. How about you this wore shirt? Some is other it, crappy is this shirt, shirt okay? Uh, it still sends you to the free clinic. Yeah, how about what you're wearing in that QAM t shirt? They wouldn't even let you in the free clinic with that t shirt on. <laughs> they know oh, he works for QAM. Well, wow. oh, look at this. Here's the little tiny handwriting again. Guess what? Not going to waste our time That's with what it. Ken right in the circular file. Send it to both fax machines, by the way. Right in the circular file. He's Peter now, I saw at the bottom of the page. Yeah. Peter, Jerry, Steve, blow out your ass, schmuck. Stop picking on your coworkers. Yeah, pick on this. Go pick your nose, putz. Boy, isn't that amazing? The same little scrawly handwriting with instructions of how to do the show and what to say and what to do. and what. Blow it out your ass, schmuck. I think I just said that, didn't I? Yes. Good. 26 after 11 at 560 WQAM. Hey, let me tell you, if you want to look as good as the beast, and he got on the scale this morning, 254. Oh! He started this thing. Let me let me take a look. 
Ah. Oh, crap. Oh, Jesus. Uh, started this thing with 284. I know that was the number. Right, right on 315. On 315. So that's March 15th, April, May. So it's two and a half months. He's lost 30 pounds. Nice going, Bisto. <laughs> and he's even got like a shiny bald spot now. Have you noticed that? His head has gotten shiny. He's looking I like think he got some sun. pink and healthy now. He said it was pink. He hasn't found it yet, but he thinks it's pink. Anyway, if you want to lose the weight, too, like the Beast is doing, like, oh, and you know something? I'm not going to be here long enough to lose weight on it, but they were very kind to me, and the Balance for Life people brought the little black sack right to the house last night and the night before, et cetera, and so on. And there's really good stuff in there. What was the one thing I had that was out of the... Oh, last night I had Egg Foo Young with ham and uh, spinach. They make really good Egg Foo Young. Oh, my God. You just pop that thing in a microwave. And keep in mind, no frozen food. You don't have to go out and buy any foods because every day they bring you your little black sack by 6 o'clock in the morning. In that sack are three delicious hormonally balanced gourmet meals, two delicious snacks, even a 16-ounce bottled water. And this is the intelligent way to lose weight because, like I said, you don't have to count calories or carbs or do any shopping at all. The Balance for Life people bring it right to your door. It's all based on the principles of the uh, zone by Dr. Barry Sears. And like I always tell you, it's a complicated diet to figure out, but they do all the figuring for you. All they do is prepare the delicious food, and you just eat it, pop it in your puss. They even let you choose between two alternatives for each meal that you're on a program every day. So get in shape for summer starting right now. Call Balance for Life and lose weight the delicious easy way. Call this number, 954-568-3229. 954-568-3229 or check out their website at www.balanceforlife.com I give you my personal guarantee if you stick with the program you'll look even US1 in Pembroke Road in Allentown The Hammer starting at 3 today on Sports Radio 560 QAM Will Chamberlain rate me? I'm taking the pill Orthotricycline Me too Me too And you know when you take it correctly it's over 99% effective So there's no worry about getting pregnant That's a relief Mary what's with your voice? It's kind of deep I don't know just recently ever since I started taking the pill Wait a minute is that an Adam's apple? Either that or I got goiter and believe me I kind of hope it's goiter What is that a mustache? Oh, no, I just shaved it five minutes ago. What are you, a friggin' Sasquatch? No, I'm French. What's with that bulge in your pants? I have no idea, but it's easier to pee. What's with the package? What, do you have 18 nuts in there? You know, you're just trying to hurt my feelings. I'm still sensitive, you whore. Bitch! (laughs) Thank you. 11.32 at 560 WQM. How the hell did that come up on there? Is that the wrong disc and the wrong thing, I think? I don't know. It wasn't what you meant to play? Not at all. Not even close. In fact, this is number 23, and it's supposed to be disc 18. Wow. Uh, How do you like that? Apologize for being really stupid. Oh, I guess that was okay. It had its moment. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Wrong disc, though. Sorry, folks. See, I didn't have to tell him that. I could have lied and said, well, that sure was great, wasn't it? But it was uh, not what I wanted. 1132 at 560 WQM. We got the Mad Dog Jim Mandich coming up at 1 o'clock. This is uh, mildly interesting. It's certainly not as interesting as, hey, uh, we had a good time in Vegas. <laughs> I'm serious. You people got to go somewhere. Go somewhere. Rob a bank. Do, you know, go, uh, print up some phony money. Like, uh, what's his name's kid? Who was that? Oh, that was our Man. new, uh, our new mayor in uh, Miami. Right. What the hell's his name? But you ought to know he's one of your people. I don't live in Miami. Manny Diaz, isn't that Oh, it? yeah, I guess. Well, what do you mean you guess? I forgot already. It was his son that was printing counterfeit money, and he said, oh, well, he didn't mean nothing by it, you know. <laughs> All those names, you know, Diaz. Hey, listen, when you're mayor of a city that's got a bad budget shortfall and you're, like, uh, grasping around to find a couple of nickels to rub together, it's good to have a kid that knows how to print up some uh, good-looking, funny money. 
Camera detects when heat is on. Speaking of that, finding a fugitive or detecting the potential for a fire in Davie, Florida will become easier thanks to three thermal imaging cameras recently acquired by the police department in Davie. The cameras from Raytheon Company are mounted directly above the lights on police cruisers. Inside the car is a 5.1-inch flat screen for viewing. A joystick is located next to the screen, enabling the officer to move the camera 360 degrees around as well as in an up-and-down motion, said Lieutenant Gary Killam of the Navy Police Department. Killam said that one patrol car will begin using a camera starting June 3rd, which sounds like uh, Monday. Two days ago, with the other two hitting the road shortly thereafter. The cost is about seven grand per unit, and the police department funded the purchase of the three cameras with help from a law enforcement block grant of about uh, 21 grand. The thermal cameras detect the infrared energy that all objects emit and can see things just as well during the day or night. Just like, kind of like Clark Kent. You know something? You didn't miss that last night, did you? Very upset. It was pretty good. Was it? Which yeah. one was it? Uh, invisible man, invisible woman, whatever it was. Somebody found some goop. You put it on you, it turns you invisible. Really? Well, you know like what? I didn't I see like the ending. Some of that. Something happened and I didn't see the ending. I forgot all about it. I was in Berlin at a hockey game last night and then forgot all about it. Anyway, uh, such a tool as uh, many law enforcement and safety uses in Davie, a rural community within the Fort Lauderdale. Uh, what paper is this in? It's obviously not local. It's, uh, who knows, fcw.com. It says, for instance, it can aid police officers in finding people who are hiding or blocked from view in foliage. An officer also can use the camera in high-speed pursuits at night because of the heat generated by the vehicle's engine. The camera also can detect potential hot spots where a fire could start, thus preventing a catastrophe, a catastrophe stroke. The camera will pick up images that the naked eye cannot see, Killam said. For instance, if a man were to be hiding in the bushes and the camera was directed toward his body, the camera would pick up the image and project a glow on the screen due to the heat generated from his body. I didn't see a Smallville last night. I'm very upset about it. Oh, it was a pretty good hockey game. Did not stay up till 4.30 this morning to watch the U.S. beat Portugal in the soccer game because I don't care about it. I don't care which country is playing. I don't give a crap. It's boring. It's terminal. I'm not going to get sucked up in all of that hype. Just like, to me, it's exactly the same as that garbage about the, uh, you know, the figure skating in the Olympics. Same thing. There isn't one person in this audience who's got their head on straight who would ever watch figure skating, and yet when the Olympics was on, oh my gosh, did you see this? They got ripped off, and the Russian guys got, you know. Stop being so malleable. Stop being such a wimp. Stop being such a bunch of uh, lemmings of nebbishes being led around by the nose. Whatever the government, whatever the media tells you you're supposed to get all excited about, you get all whipped up to a frenzy about it. Stop already. Enough. Look at that. Not one call ringing on the board. Now we're getting there. Oh! Thank you very much. I appreciate that. 345 votes on the poll. Which of these do you uh, find? Are you most interested? Did we have one woman call today? No. No. Did not have one woman. Is that sad or what? I'm going away until October, the uh, about the 14th or whatever of October. Not that I won't be on the air, but I won't be here. And there's not one woman in this audience who cares enough to send her very, even her mediocreist, forget about her very best, her very breast. That's that's that. It's the same. No change. Same old crap. Disgusting. Nauseating. Cold. Hateful. Hostile. WQAM. Hi, I was wondering if anybody called in uh, yesterday uh, when Neil was talking about the mob boss that used to walk around town in his robe. 
No, they never got told us who it was. Uh, I know who that is. I was wondering if Neil still wanted to know who yeah. that was. Yeah, what's his name? That's Vincent uh, Giganti. Right. Uh, his nickname was The Chin, Vinny The Chin. Vinny The Chin. Him. Vinny The Chin Giganti, and he was just put in jail uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, I saw a thing on A&E about that. Yeah, he's like the last of the old school bosses to get put away. Okay, thanks a lot, pal. All right. No Vinny The Chin. Yeah, I saw that just done with uh, Bill Curtis. Which I used to like Bill Curtis until he became such a legend in his own mind, if you know what I mean. What's Fat Boy doing there? Is that Fat Boy I saw waddling over there in the corner? Yes. Who's like uh, propping himself up against the wall? Five, six, seven. Oh, that's right. Fat Boy's getting ready for the big appearance at the happy hour at the Treasure Island, five to seven this afternoon with George and the Boca Brian and Miguel. Treasure Island, north of 122nd Street on the east side of the Palmetto. They'll have our usual QM crappy prizes because we got no budget to give away anything good. And Jeff will be giving out free lap dances, it says. He lets you do a little spin on his cane. Huh? A little airplane spin on the old cane sounds interesting to me. Which is the most dangerous weapon he's got, believe me. 21 till noon at 560 WQAM. Don't forget, go to Treasure Island this afternoon. You might get lucky or, uh, squirt, squirt. whatever, okay? Maybe Boca Brian will let you wear his, uh, that nice hairpiece that he's got. You know, even though we have crappy prizes occasionally, like the Budweiser people or Treasure Island themselves comes up with some t-shirts when they can. Yeah. So it's always uh, worth it. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Once we got our fax machine working here, the faxes started pouring into a point where it's like almost enough to drive you nuts. When you shop for quality footwear, selection and professional service are important to everybody with feet. But the bottom line, of course, is price. That's what separates the men from the goyim. At Brandy Shoes, you'll find the biggest selection of men's and women's shoes, the best service anywhere in town, and the best prices in the universe, period. Top quality names we're, not, we're, we're talking about, like Rockports, SAS, Spiri, Timberland Naturalizer, and lots more. And with their big, fat selection, chances are you're never going to hear, sorry, we don't have that style in your size. They'll fit you up with exactly what you're looking for right there on the spot. And you'll find Brandy's at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. They're open daily, 9 to 9, Sundays, 10 to 5. So when it comes to selection and price... This is the place you want to be fitting up your feet. And all this week at Brandy's, is it the right tag? Yes, it is. It's a store-wide clearance sale going on right now as I speak. Great savings on all famous brands. Look for the red labels only this week. The Hammer. The Hammer. Always good to see Jeff Hyde.
11.45 at 5.60 WQAM. Here's a fax from Richard in Coral Springs. It says, it took me all these years to realize that you are absolutely correct, sir, when you say that people in South Florida have absolutely no clue or care about hockey. Well, they must care a little bit because 76 out of our 100 out of 352, what percent is that? 21.5%? So they care about it, they just don't understand it. As a Detroiter who's proud of the fact that he grew up in Hockey Town with the Red Wings, I have been a season ticket holder with the Panthers for years. Not only do people not know what's going on in games, but I'm flustered and finally frustrated trying to talk to neighbors, coworkers, and the like about hockey itself. Here we are in the Stanley Cup Finals, and it's sad not to be able to discuss the Wings or the NHL with anyone. The NHL appears not to even be a factor here, and you are... Absolutely correct, sir. There is no excuse for the retards here when it comes to lack of knowledge on anything in sports other than to know which Cuban ballplayers have defected to the U.S. Is that difficult for people to uh, support sports in this fly-by-night town? Hockey's perhaps the single most wonderful sport in the world, but these people here seemingly wouldn't know hockey from their collective buttholes. It's just, see, this guy's extra upset because his team got uh, beat last night. Sorry about that, uh, Dick. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not for Carolina anyway. I'm kind of neutral. Hate Carolina. <coughs> After they squeaked by my Leafs with uh, some greasy wins in there in overtime. Not too happy about that. It's a sad commentary on South Florida, and people are so ignorant not to care about anything else other than what's happening in Cuba or how to make obnoxious remarks to anyone uh, others who disagree with them. God, how I hate it here. <laughs> I do profusely apologize to you for not believing in you sooner, writes Richard in Coral Springs. Well, there you go, Richard. Get on a bus and get out of here, baby. That's all I can tell you. This place blows. It's the end of the universe. It's the anus. You can, you can smell it. You can actually uh, open up your window and smell it. Smell the creeping death. But have a nice weekend in paradise, everybody. <laughs> oh, God. Why does he say that? He's stupid. Oh. Let's see. Todd in Hollywood faxes me about the honk if you want a free Jeb sticker uh, holding up traffic, etc. on Sheridan Street by your house. Did you see those? No. Oh. Well, I'm glad you missed them. We don't need to be putting out any Jeb stickers, okay? In fact, the Democratic Party is just going to abdicate. They're going to concede the next election. Maureen Dowd's got a great column in the New York Times, as usual, and as always, she has a word in here, which I'm really not sure how you pronounce. This is the second fax of it I got. The first one didn't come over right, so I didn't read it because there was a paragraph sentence that was screwed up. So thank you, whoever sent me the second one. Maureen Dowd in the New York Times writes, I feel better now because now I know that when the pressure is on, when lives are on the line, the CIA and FBI can dig up intelligence to annihilate the enemy. The only problem is their enemy is each other. The two counterterrorism agencies separated by the Potomac can't devote themselves entirely to homeland defense. They're too busy ripping each other apart, leak for leak, in their own homeland civil war. President Bush went to the National Security Agency in Maryland yesterday, a place so secret it is known as no such agency, and tried to reassure Americans that he was on top of things. In terms of whether or not the FBI and the CIA were communicating properly, he said, I think it is clear that they weren't, and now we've addressed that issue. Oh, Really? George Tennant, the CIA director, and Bob Mueller of the FBI have come into the Oval Office and promised to play nicely together in the spy schoolyard. Meanwhile, however, their subordinates are lobbing cherry bombs at each other in the press. The CIA-FBI rivalry, known as the Wedge, began when J. Edgar Hoover, the cross-dressing turf Nazi, tried to fight off attempts to create the CIA, a new agency of super spies, out of the World War II OSS. As Mark Riebling, author of The Wedge, Secret War Between the FBI and CIA, has written, the division of labor into foreign and domestic intelligence was never workable since spies cross borders. Richard Helms, the former director of the CIA, compared it to cutting a man down the middle. There was also a culture clash between the proletarian meat and potatoes gumshoes from Fordham and Notre Dame and the worldly wasps of Langley, who sat around at Georgetown dinner parties with pictures of martinis, talking art and plotting the overthrow of inconvenient third world potentates. 
Nowadays, these stereotypes have faded since the CIA is full of cautious desk jockeys whose idea of globetrotting is jumping into the SUV for run to target. The cliché is now finally flipped at the top. Mr. Tennant was born in Queens, the son of Greek immigrants, and Robert Swan Miller III, Princeton 66, is so ivy that his agents mockingly refer to him as Bobby Three Sticks. At first, after the terrorists breezed through our $30 billion a year intelligence system on 9-11, both agencies felt vulnerable. So in an unprecedented spasm of cooperation, they kept each other's missteps to themselves. But there, here's the word I don't, uh, I know what it means. Politess, pol politess. Okay, I don't know. Like a French, in other words, their politeness was bound to unravel and came total war. Yeah, Maureen, I love her, but she always has to use one word and there's, we have to look up just to show us we're stupid. And the fact of the matter is, we admit it, okay, we are. Stupid. The FBI was pounded over the Phoenix memo, then came the bombshell memo by the FBI Special Agent Colleen Rowley accusing Mr. Mueller and others at headquarters of circling the wagons after 9-11. Finally, the FBI got tired of being battered and sick of Mr. Tennant's coziness with the president and decided to spread around the blame. Its fingerprints were clearly all over this week's Newsweek, which had the cover line, The 9-11 Terrorist the CIA Should Have Caught. The report said that in early 2000 in Malaysia, the CIA had been tracking two of the terrorists who would later fly into the Pentagon, but didn't notify the FBI or the INS about the men, who would then come to California using their real names and listing themselves in the phone book. The FBI prepared a detailed chart which somehow fell into the hands of Newsweek's Michael Isikoff, showing how it could have uncovered the 9-11 plot if it had known about the hijackers sooner. The CIA struck back Monday, telling reporters that it briefed two FBI officials on one of the men meeting in Kuala Lumpur, and that the CIA had the email to prove it. The FBI, some senators noted dryly yesterday, had time to wiretap a New Orleans brothel for 13 months with 10 agents. So Congress points fingers at the CIA and the FBI, and the CIA and the FBI points fingers at each other. And hoping to distract attention from their own flaws, the agents point fingers at Bin Laden. Bin Laden associate who they say was a 9-11 mastermind at large in Pakistan or someplace else. He's already on the FBI most wanted list, so now he must be on the most desperately wanted list, and Al-Qaeda laughs. Writes Marine Dodd and Harold and the uh, Harold my ass New York Times today. Yeah, we're doing it, baby. Wave those flags, USA, USA, baby. We're doing it. We're on top of it. Do we have any idea where any of these bastards are? No, no, no. And how about that article I read a few days ago about that the business how they got them like in a country club down there at Gitmo because they're afraid of the you know all the Amnesty International people and all the other finger pointers. So they're down there like uh, you know probably feeding them Chateaubriand now. If that's on their diet. 359 votes on the poll today. Pretty heavy duty response. Which of these are you the most interested in? I don't care about any of them. 102. Baseball 96. Hockey 76. Soccer 35. Cockfights 31. That's the one Miguel voted for. The British Monarchy 12. And Women's Basketball 7. And just as I said, boy, seeing him two days in a row is a little bit much. Now, you left the wig at home today, I hope. Don't be wearing that wig to Treasure Island, okay? Some of the guys might start putting a move on you. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. I mean, we'll take a few more calls between now and one. What do we got to lose, you know, after this? Hey, I'm going to Vegas, Neil. Got any ideas of a good place to go? WQAM. Good morning. Yes. How are you? Okay. Is this Neil? Yes, yes it is. Hi, Neil. I'm a woman who cares to send her very best. Well, you're the only one. And I, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, everybody's just too busy. I'm not. Never Busy doing what? I'm uh, working probably. Uh huh. Working, working. I'm envious of you going back to Toronto. That's where I'm from. Really? Yes, but I'm also from Holland, so I'm double jealous wow. of where you're going. 
So I love listening to you. I love you not taking calls because that's the worst part of your whole show. Yeah, they're a killer. Yep. hate them. But I love you. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Totsins. Bye. Totsins. Oh, she was going to say Totsins. Bye. Sign. Dewey. Hey, by the way, Dewey uh, B. Truman, not... Remember that? Remember that big headline in the Chicago Tribune? Dewey B. Truman? 1948. No, you don't remember because you weren't even born yet. You weren't even an idea. You weren't even on a rubber raft yet. WQAM. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. It's so good to be back in here briefly because you know when it's briefly that you're getting out very fast. WQAM. Uncle Neil, how you doing, my friend? Okay. Uncle Neil, this is a Julio about to get his degree in accounting and wants to get the hell out of here. Is there any way uh, you could tell me how can I get dual citizenship in Canada? Are you the guy that sent me this fax twice? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you need dual citizenship for? You don't have to have dual citizenship. No, you don't? No. What, just go up to Canada and that's it? Oh, you mean if you're going to work up there? Yeah. I have no idea how that works. I don't work up there, so I haven't got any idea. Yeah, for, um... Okay. okay. <laughs> he's on his way now. Yeah, it sounds like he's way on his way, way out there. Oh, God, this is great. These calls are great. This is what I came back here for, to bond with the South Florida audience. To share. To squeeze it. God. This guy faxed me the same thing twice, the guy that just called. But if anybody wants to tell him how that works, I don't know. I have no idea how that works. Because if you're going to work up there, you don't have to become a citizen, but I guess you have to get a visa and a Discover card. If you're going to like uh, have an income up there. I, I don't know. I don't want to know. WQAM. WQAM, hello. Yes. Yes. Uh, talk to Neil. Speaking. Hi, Neil. This is, um, wanted to just let you know that uh, the women audience is still out there and listening. Uh-huh. And we wanted to make sure you went off to um, your vacation with a big goodbye from us. And we are competing, trying to get in uh, with the uh, the morons that are calling in with all the other uh, comments. The so. extraneous crap, yeah. So please understand, it's not like we don't want to call, but every time we call, it's either busy or some moron is already on the phone. Mm-hmm. So... Have a great trip, and I do love the new format, by the way. Good. Just want to let you Me know, too. please keep it up. It's wonderful. You're keeping us so informed with so little time that we have on our hands. As you know, women, we have uh, not only the work, but we also have the home, so there's a lot more. We have less time to maybe uh, keep ourselves up to date on the information, and you're doing just a wonderful job in doing that Okay, for thanks, us. sweetheart. Have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye. Four minutes till noon at 560 WQM. I'll tell you one thing. Some of that food at Delights. It'll make you sh**. But boy, it sure is good, you know. Well, no, nah, that's Petey Lenny. Okay, don't blame the people at Delights for that. Blame him for bringing me that crap in all the time that's loaded with it. In fact, the good news is now that a lot of the new products with the introduction of Splenda, the diet products have dropped the sweeteners that were bad on your stomach and making it keep running up and down that hallway like I did yesterday. Three, in fact, four. Didn't I do number four yesterday? Yeah, I did number four yesterday. Thanks to Petey Lenny.
But anyway, go to Delights, and they'll hook you up with a lot of good stuff. That won't get you doing that, and you can still lose all the weight you need with all kinds of great, delicious products. Delights carries the biggest selection of bakery products like pancake mix, breads, cookies, cheesecakes, brownies, muffins, eclairs, and Delights also carries low-carbon, sugar-free products like pasta, sauces, ketchup, crackers, candy, champion light, chocolate, and their famous Carbolite ice cream. Head to Delights of West Boca, and you can actually try the products before you buy them. Taste anything in the store for free before you whip out the uh, wallet. The knowledgeable staff at Delights will put you on the right path to getting skinny, getting in shape, so call 1-877-LOW-CARB or check out their website at lowcarb.com. And, of course, you probably want to visit the store. That's a smart thing to do on the northeast corner of Glades Road and 441 in Boca. And please tell them that Petey Lenny sent you by. Delights of West Boca, your official Atkins retail. Price only at the Cheetah Hollandale Beach. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. This is Howard David. When I take my Feldine, I listen to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. Not George, because he's stupid. Uh, Jimmy and Danny, uh, Jimmy and Danny, Danny and Jimmy, Danny and Jimmy, Jimmy and Danny, 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 Miramar, hello? Oh, yeah, can you hear me okay? I got a question about the uh, Jimmy and Danny situation. Oh, yeah, uh, Jimmy and Danny. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy and Danny. 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 Danny, Danny and Jimmy. Jimmy and uh, David Woodley. Jimmy and Danny. 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 Well, I've got some good stuff coming on the fax machine, and uh, it makes me realize that why should I be wasting my time taking phone calls? No more phone calls today, and certainly not on Friday. George tomorrow, though, who's wearing his uh, mobster hat now, you're going to mm. wear that at uh, at the Treasure Island today? Yeah, I think I shall. That's a beautiful thing. And it's sharp. In fact, you know something? If you start wearing a hat like that around here, you might not uh, take so much crap from certain people in this place anymore. They might they might start start have to taking you a little more serious. When they look at that big black hat. Pretty big. Yeah. On George's uh, head. Anyway, before I get to the good stuff, here's some uh, stuff. From Paul, he says, nice to have you back in town. Thank you for warning us about tomorrow's broadcast. I won't be so upset at nine now. One <laughs> uh, of your fans, George. Cut the crap, Paul, okay? Guy's under a lot of pressure. He can't help it that he's stupid. Or was the other one? Well, a couple other. Big Arnie, our chronic factor. I'd have been disappointed not to hear from Big Arnie while I was here. Does Ron Rothstein get to go to the locker room while the players are showering and dressing? Yes. There might be something good about women's basketball after all. Oh, to be a, po- a piece of soap. I guess Big Arnie hasn't seen those basketball players. There's another one that says, why do you put up with these uh, assholes? Stick to your articles. They're more entertaining than the callers. Keep up the good work and get out of this hellhole. And you are absolutely correct, sir. Or ma'am, or whatever you are. And I will. 
Here's another one. It says, I can't believe that people wait 10 to 15 minutes on hold just to say maricone or fag or whatever. It just goes to show that everyone likes your show. They might not agree with everything you say, but we like the show and your honesty. I guess we're all just jealous that you're getting out of this Schmidt hole full of these assholes, or as the callers put it, maricones. Have a great summer. We'll miss you. PC. Well, have a great summer yourself, okay? Although, if you're here, good luck to you. Now, in the Village Voice today, Nat Hentoff writes... Will God set the curriculum, your taxes for church schools, question mark. In Cleveland, taxpayer money is being used to fund Catholic masses, Protestant Bible study, and instruction in the practice of Islam. That tax, oh, I see, these are, uh, that's a, a couple of bleeps from other articles. In a crucially important First Amendment case, the Supreme Court will soon decide whether the constitutional separation of church and state will be largely dismantled. The case Zellman v. Simon Harris concerns an Ohio program in which $2,250 in public tax money is given in the form of vouchers called scholarships to mainly low-income Cleveland families, many of them black, to remove their children from failing public schools and put them in private schools, including religious schools. In the case before the Supreme Court, 99.4% of the children using these vouchers are going to religious schools. Voucher funds are available to suburban public schools, but those schools have declined them, making this a clear debate on a statement by James Madison, author of the First Amendment. Religion flourishes in greater purity without, uh, without than with the aid of government. We must respect the rightful authority to which governments are limited by the essential distinction between civil and religious functions. Or as Thomas Jefferson called this distinction, a wall between church and state. At issue is the First Amendment's command in the Establishment Clause that there shall be no law respecting the establishment of religion. With respect to whether public money to religious schools violates the Establishment Clause, the Supreme Court had previously set up a three-pronged test. Any such law must have a secular purpose, must neither advance nor inhibit religion, and cannot involve excessive entanglement of government and religion. Other arguments that have been made for and against public money for religious schools are not constitutional arguments. For example, the charge that using tax dollars for such schools will take away badly needed funds for public schools. On the other hand, many black parents claim that when the public schools fail their children, vouchers are the only chance for a decent education they have left. These debates, however, are not the core at this case. The Supreme Court will decide whether the Cleveland Voucher Plan and others in place or planned around the country advance religion and also entangle government with religion. The court will also rule on whether there is no violation of the Establishment Clause if the voucher money does not go directly to the religious schools but is paid to the parents who then make a free and independent choice to use that money for a private religious school. On February 20th, oral arguments were held before the Supreme Court. The Bush-Ashcroft administration, which firmly supports the Cleveland Voucher Program, sent its top gun, Solicitor General Charles Olson, to defend it. He has often and effectively argued before the court. Justice Sandra Day O'Connor asked Olson whether the voucher program makes any effort to make sure that the money that ends up in the parochial schools is not used for religious training. No, Olson said, but he quickly added that the government is not putting its thumb on the scales in favor of religion because the parents make a genuinely independent private choice. Had I been arguing for the other side that day, I would have shown the court this stern advice of, to parents who want to use vouchers from a Lutheran school in Cleveland. It is highly inconsistent for any parents to send a child to this school if they are not living a Christian life or willing to learn how to lead such a life and are not supporting part of a congregation through worship and sharing of time and talents. Jews, Muslims, atheists, and agnostics need not apply to this school, however genuinely independent their choice to send their kids with public money to a religious school. I have the mission statements of other schools in the Cleveland program, and you can decide for yourself if public money going to these schools advances religion and entangles the state with religion. The St. Rocco School Handbook says that education there is designed to make faith become living, conscious, and active through the light of instruction, and that religious truths and values permeate the whole atmosphere of the school. 
The St. John Nottingham Lutheran School Handbook states that the one cardinal objective of education to which all of this point is to develop devotion to God about our Creator, Redeemer, and Sanctifier. The Calvary Center Academy Handbook requires students to pledge allegiance to the Christian flag. I didn't even know there was a Christian flag, did you? No. Well, you do now. Or maybe that's just what they called him. I don't know. The Calvary Center Academy Handbook requires students to pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands. One Savior crucified, risen and coming again with life and liberty for all who believe. In other words, that's, I guess that's their pledge of allegiance. Not only are there three, uh, not only are there daily religious classes in those schools, but as the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals said in declaring the Cleveland Voucher Program unconstitutional, these religious schools interweave Christian doctrines with science and language arts classes, requiring that all learning takes place in an atmosphere of religious ideals. Sir Rudy Giuliani tried mightily to force a voucher program in New York City, but came up against a New York case, Committee for Public Education versus Nyquist, 1973, which until now has been into the United States Supreme Court, the main bulwark against using public money for religious instruction in religious schools, no matter whether the funds go directly or indirectly to those schools. The vote in Zelman versus Simon Harris will in all likelihood be 5-4, to four, with Sandra Day O'Connor deciding whether to tear down much of what remains of that wall separating church and state to be continued writes Nat Henoff in the Village Voice today. Kind of chilling, chilling. Kind of scary. But that's your president. That's this administration, baby. That's this crowd. If our business a right-wing goyim, that's what you got. That's what a minority wanted, and that's what the majority got. Eight minutes afternoon at 560 WQM. You've heard me talking a long time about the big one. Oh, but have I ever. And now in four short months, you can have a big one, too, a big paycheck. The demand for certified computer professionals is through the roof. It's astronomical. Pick up the phone and call the good people at Fast Train at 866-FAST-TRAIN. Summer classes are forming right now. If you call now, you can be certified in a new career before summer's end. Fast Train offers Microsoft certified instructors, four convenient locations, including the new Kendall campus, job placement assistance, day and evening classes, too. For those individuals whose job was affected after 9-11, Fast Train's an Operation Paycheck Training Provider. So call Fast Train at 866-FAST-TRAIN right now or check them out on the web at FastTrain.com. They can really and honestly and truly have you certified and ready for a brand new money-making career in as little as four months. So call Fast Train today and tell them that old Neil told you to call toll-free 1-866-City. Ed Kaplan's Game Nights, weeknights at 10 on Sports Radio 560. QAM. Neil, God. This is Senator Ted Kennedy, and I want to talk about one of the most important priorities for America's future, cuts in education for every child in America. We cannot rebuild and modernize America's schools. The doors will be closed for many students. Stupid. We ask you, the American people, to stand with us by letting the President and Congress know there's not one dollar in the budget for education. Democrats ask the President to join with us to keep billions of dollars and $600 billion in new tax breaks for the wealthy. Thank you for listening. Like I said, you're welcome. Well, I'm busy here. i got 8,000 faxes coming through. I don't have time to be punching buttons. 1213 at 560 WQM. Hey, here's one that says, Ray Smallville, what follows is an essay concerning Superman's sex life or lack thereof. It comes from a book titled All the Myriad Ways by science fiction author Larry Niven. Just thought you might find it interesting from Mike. Thank you, Mike. Oh, it's got 85 million pages, including the cover. 12 pages. Oh, like I said, <laughs> don't do it, Mike. Don't do it. Wow. 
Gonna, uh, why is he sending me all these, like, uh, the cover page and the front page? Hey, Mike, what are you doing, Mike? You out of your mind or what? Man of steel, woman of Kleenex. He's faster than a speeding bullet. He's more powerful than a locomotive. He's able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Why can't he get a girl, it says. At the ripe old age of 31, Cal L., alias Superman, alias Clark Kent, is still unmarried. Almost certainly he's still a virgin. This is a serious matter. The species itself is in danger. And it goes on at great length. I'm sure the fact, look at that. Look at this. Oh, they're pouring across this thing. Right into the wastebasket. Thank you very much, Mike. Quit wasting my fax paper. Why, why do people do that? Why would anybody send you a, like 12 pages on some? What am I going to do with it? Maybe wipe, do it all the time. Wipe my... Wreck them. God. Now, here's one that gets right to the point. It says, two 23-year-old California filmmakers told the Las Vegas Review-Journal that as of early May, they had sold about 10,000 copies of their Bum Fights video, which entertains viewers with real fist fights and dangerous stunts willingly engaged in by actual homeless people, many of them intoxicated on Las Vegas' streets. Some participants say the video is a realistic portrayal of their violent everyday existence, and the two filmmakers, Ray Letitia and Ty Beeson, profess sympathy for their subjects by subtitling the video, Cause for Concern. <coughs> and they sold 10,000 copies at 19.95 each. That sounds like cause for concern, uh-huh. if you ask me. Where can we get ours? I don't know, but I'm sure concerned. Sure beats that other bum fight we're going to see, or some of us. Stupid. I'm sure not going to see it. Here's a, a fax from Ian who says, I met you about three years ago at the Leafs Panthers game down south. I listen to you. Oh, this is from uh, Richmond Hill. It's from up, up north, eh? All right. I listen to you quite often on the Internet. I'm a harness horse owner that races most of my stock at Mohawk Woodbine and the uh, odd stake horse uh, race south of the border. You might remember a couple of horses I owned, Oy Vey, Bitesem, Veyesmere, Oy Oy Oy, etc. Yes, I do. When in Toronto, give me a call. I'd be honored to take you on the backstretch, introduce you to some of the top drivers and trainers, says Ian. Thank you, Ian. I'm going to keep uh, keep this. Maybe I'll go back there. Maybe get some tips. Huh? Maybe get into a fist fight with Randy Waples. I'm just kidding about that, Ian. Randy Waples is the best in the world, baby. For my money, they gave him a real, uh, they jobbed him over there. Of course, I don't know all the details, but he's the best. Won that big half-million-dollar race in Montreal at the Hippodrome on Saturday. Nice going, Randy. Anyway, although he is ugly. Here's an article by Bruno Shapiro in the L.A. Weekly. In fact, I have two. I don't know which one to choose, you know. There's one for the New York Observer. Which one is the least long? Because they're both about the same topic, about uh, sticking it to John Ashcroft, which sounds really good to me. I guess Bruno Shapiro in the L.A. Weekly, indicting Ashcroft for bumbling before and after 9-11... It says, remember John Ashcroft, he used to be Attorney General. Of course, Ashcroft still occupies his office at the Department of Justice, but in recent weeks, the formerly ubiquitous AG, Mad Dog Scourge of Civil Libertarians, has become the Bush administration's invisible man. With each new revelation about who knew what, both before and after September 11, the buck stops with disturbing frequency at Ashcroft's desk. The result, the Attorney General suddenly labors under a self-evident gag order. Ashcroft's last appearance on Capitol Hill was May 3rd. In the weeks since, as one cabinet officer after another, Rice Cheney Rumsfeld has taken turns on Sunday talk shows to warn of new terrorist threats, Ashcroft has been nowhere to be found on the airwaves. He emerged this week just long enough to announce a massive ramping up of the FBI's anti-terrorist efforts. The plan centralizes authority under the very Washington officials most responsible for the September 11th failures and seems unlikely to stop the questions. If the circling sharks are not quite showing their teeth, you can at least see the fins. On May 21st, leaders of the House and Senate Intelligence Committees emerged from a meeting with Ashcroft to press their inquiries into the management and leadership failures in the run-up to September 11th, inquiries that Ashcroft's Justice Department have been assiduously, uh, assiduously resisting. One of my favorite words. Assiduously. Don't you love that word? 
What does it mean? Hard. Reporters asked about the suppressed memo from Phoenix FBI agent Ken Williams warning about the possible Al-Qaeda members enrolled in flight schools and when Ashcroft knew about it. All of these are relevant questions, replied an obviously frustrated Senator Bobby Graham, the Senate Intelligence Committee chairman. One of Ashcroft's usual allies, Republican Senator Richard Shelby, described the Phoenix memo as explosive, very relevant information that we will get into as our inquiry continues, a clear signal that even Senate Republicans are ready to resist any stonewalling. That Ashcroft apparently learned of the Phoenix memo just days after September 11th and never bothered to tell his boss is by itself enough for the White House to put him on ice. But the scandal on Ashcroft's watch is much deeper. Start with the fact that the agencies whose bureaucracy stumbled most spectacularly, the FBI and the INS, report directly to the Attorney General. True, both were rife with problems that predate the Bush administration, but Ashcroft took office promising to clean the stables. Instead, he presided over some of the most scandalous and deadly bureaucratic misjudgments in American history, from last summer's active suppression of FBI investigations in Arizona and Minneapolis to those late fall student visas granted two of the deceased hijackers. In the immediate aftermath of 9-11, it was easy to blame red tape, but increasingly, Ascroft's basic judgment is the issue. It was Ascroft who insisted on naming Robert Mueller a justice bureaucrat under the first President Bush as the new director of the FBI. It was Ascroft who kept the embarrassing news of Agent Williams' Phoenix memo from going to the President or to Congress. It was Ascroft who in the autumn took the 9-11 investigation away from one U.S. attorney in the country with experience and success prosecuting al-Qaeda, Mary Jo White in New York, and gave it to the same Justice Department that we now know had bungled earlier inquiries. Senators are suddenly remembering that back in November was Ascroft, who in apparent deference to the sensibilities of the NRA, refused to use the federal government's gun owner registry in his terrorism investigation. The latest leak, a 6,000-word letter to FBI Director Mueller from Minneapolis FBI agent and counsel Colleen Rowley, published by Time magazine, comes close to directly implicating Ascroft in a cover-up. Rowley charges Washington with consistently, almost deliberately thwarting the Minneapolis FBI agent's efforts to investigate Zacharias Musawi last summer. What's more, says Agent Rowley, a 21-year veteran of the FBI, after 9-11, the Department of Justice circled the wagons to protect the FBI from embarrassment and relevant FBI officials from scrutiny, with the highest-ranking officials lying to Congress. The deepest scandal is that after September, Ascroft consistently misled both Congress and the public about the reforms needed to prevent another attack. The attacks happened, we were repeatedly told, because the FBI and the CIA were hamstrung by liberal reformers back in the 70s. What was needed, said Ascroft, were sweeping new powers to spy, to jail, to interrogate. What was needed, Ascroft told Congress as late as December 12, was enhanced information sharing between intelligence and law enforcement communities, not to mention what Ascroft described as his deliberate campaign of arrest and detention, the incarceration without charges of over 1,100 immigrants, and he excoriated critics like Senator Patrick Leahy. By then, Ascroft had known for months what the rest of us are only now just finding out, that the FBI and the Justice Department needed not new powers, but new brains. It was not excessive restriction on wiretapping that caused Justice to drop the ball on Musawi. FBI headquarters, according to the Rowley memo, simply refused to provide a warrant to seize the suspect's hard drive, a warrant perfectly legal under existing laws. It was not liberal reformers who refused to listen to Phoenix agent Ken Williams' low-tech survey of flight schools. It was not excessive restriction of intelligence agencies that let Ashcroft's Justice Department disregard specific warnings about al-Qaeda suicide flights in general, and Massawi in particular, from intelligence agencies in Europe. And as late as August, the uh, mundanities. Uh, oh, there's a good one. Mundanities. That which is mundane, I assume. There you go. As late as August, who wrote this? Bruno Shapiro in the LA Weekly. Hey, you, Bruno. 
As late as August, the mundanities of law enforcement might have made a difference on 9-11. A memo passed up the chain of command and welcomed instead of buried. A quiet deployment of air marshals. More careful scrutiny of the quick and easy visas routinely granted to Saudis, the one nation in the world most responsible for funding al-Qaeda and nurturing Islamic fundamentalism. Ascroft in the past has shown a gift for personal resurrection so he may survive this crisis, but at the moment he's an attorney general running the Department of Justice without the trust of Congress, without the trust of the White House or even the FBI agents in the field. The anti-terrorism plan announced this week only deflects attention from that fundamental problem. The real story is that the Attorney General spent the months after 9-11 touting high-tech cloak-and-dagger reforms that damaged the Bill of Rights while covering up world-class failures of leadership, management, and cognizance that might have made a real difference. No wonder he's on the leash. Writes Bruno Shapiro. There you go. See, while all that flag-waving and pseudo-patriotism we all got sucked into was going on for a few months in the bumper stickers and all this, you know, it was, they were able to do these things. But now that we're starting to find out the real truth, just like the scandal in the church, same kind of thing. Once the uh, scab breaks open and the pus starts oozing out, (coughs) the public starts asking tougher questions. Here's that story about the Gotti bust from the New York Post. By the way, 391 votes on the poll. Which of these are you the most interested in? Baseball 109. I don't care about any of them. 107. Hockey 83. Soccer 41. Cockfights, 32, the British Monarchy, 12, and women's basketball, (laughs) 7. 7! Hey, Ron Rothstein, guess what? (coughs) Nobody gives a crap about your dyke ball, okay, baby? Better start really pumping heavy at those dyke bars, because that's the only place you're going to get any goddamn suckers uh, coming out there to watch that crap. Bunch of lady wrestlers playing basketball. God. Anyway, New York Post Gotti bust. The feds broke the Gambino family stranglehold on the Brooklyn waterfront yesterday, busting its new Don, Peter Gotti, and 16 others on charges of shaking down the Longshoremen's Union-related companies and even action movie star Steven Seagal. How do you like that? A 68-count indictment returned after a three-year investigation accuses the older brother of dapper Don John Gotti, two other relatives, and 14 other Gambino soldiers and associates of extortion, racketeering, gambling, and loan sharking. Oh! Peter Gotti, 62, took over from his ailing brother this year and represented the Gambinos at a meeting of the Commission of the Five New York Crime Families, raked in $10,000 a month from the scheme, sources said. They still have those meetings of the five families, huh? How come we don't get invited? Probably a good thing. We got Joe Costello here. His name is in a vowel. Good Italian boy. I got my hat. George has got his black hat. Looks just like Luca Brazzi after a balance for life for about 20 years. (laughs) Oh, if we only had TV now. A few people could see this. I am honored and grateful. I mean, if anybody ever truly uh, looked stupid, George is the one right now with a hat. Anyway, the indictment says Gambino family soldier Primo Casarino was caught on tape threatening a gambler who owed him cash. You think you can outsmart me? You'll see what the, is gonna ha- what the F is going to happen to you. I went to your restaurant last night. I'm going to grab your mother today. And he allegedly told a Brooklyn company owner who balked at storing uh, gambling devices, when I tell you something, you do what I tell you. You hear me? If you don't like it, let me know now. I'll come there and throw you through the window. Brooklyn U.S. Attorney Alan Weingrad said when it comes to the waterfront, the greedy grip of organized crime knows no bounds, but he added the tide is turning. The indictment says the defendants used threats of force, violence, and fear to win control of Brooklyn and Staten Island chapters of the International Longshoremen's Union. Once in control, the indictment says they plotted to take over the presidency of the entire 85,000-member union. They also allegedly awarded a lucrative union contract for prescription drugs to a mob-controlled company collecting a $400,000 kickback. 
The indictment also accuses Gambino associate Julius Nasso, a former business partner of Seagal, of trying to exhort hundreds of thousands of dollars from an individual in the film industry. Authorities would not name the individual, but sources said it was Steven Seagal. Nasso sued Seagal for $60 million in March, accusing him of reneging on a deal to appear in four pictures. Prosecutors said, in fact, that Nasso demanded the actor pay the crime family 150 grand for each movie. A key figure in the extortion scheme is Gambino capo Anthony Sonny Ciccone a former top official of ILA Local 1814, who was barred from taking part in union affairs in 1991 after racketeering conviction. But the indictment says Chacona continued to oversee the family's interests in the ILA with the help of mob associate Frank Red Scalo, as well as the president of Local 1814 and the vice president of the ILA. The Gambino and Genovese families are divided up New York City waterfront, the Gambinos taking Brooklyn and Staten Island, and the Genovese family taking Manhattan and Jersey, the feds say. How do you like that? I love the names. Yeah, me too. And every everybody's got a nickname. If you want a nickname, join the mob, you know? Like Mo. Stupid. Something like that. Twenty six past noon at five sixty WQAM on a great Wednesday, man. It's almost over. You can almost feel the easing of the pain. You know what I'm talking about? Thinking of painting your home or business? Don't do it. Don't paint. Protect your investment with liquid ceramic. Liquid Ceramic, the technology born in NASA's space program, is available right now in South Florida. Liquid Ceramic is the most advanced exterior slash interior and roof coating available. You, too, can have the same high-tech ceramic technology that shields the space shuttle, protecting your home or your building, and you'll never have to paint it again. That's correct. Liquid Ceramic is guaranteed for as long as you own your home or building, so forget about repainting every few years or ever again. Liquid Ceramic won't fade or peel. It's guaranteed. This state-of-the-art coating yields an R24 insulation equivalency, helping you bring down those electric bills. Liquid Ceramic is available in over 1,800 different colors. Check out Liquid Ceramic today. Give them a call at 305-347-5122. Liquid Ceramic has been manufactured and sold for over 40 years, and now the good news is for you folks, it's available right here in South Florida. Call 305-347-5122, that's 305-347-5122, or visit them on the net at liquidceramic.tv. And be sure when you call them, tell them that old Neil told you to call Liquid Ceramic at 305-347-5122. In that book I made it clear. Towards other men is where I steer. At Roger Daltrey I sometimes stare. I like his walk and I like his hair. I watch his jeans when he struts. I just love his magic butt. His grip and drop the soul. I see. I want it. I see. You can have it. Call 32 at 560 WQM. I think that Danny and uh, what's his name? Tony are in big trouble on Guiding Light. Miguel just put on that black hat. The new Springfield Mafia, the uh, Julio Mafia man. He's in. That, that's him. Am I right? Yeah. That is definitely him. I think he's going to go out in a building now, make a few people an offer they can't refuse, if you ask me. If there's a buck, I smell it. 
Doug Montero writes in the New York Post today, and this is uh, more of a New York State thing as far as the story is concerned, the scandal, but nevertheless, it fits right in. The proposed state law requiring clerics to report changes of sexual, charges of sexual abuse to law enforcement is on life support in an extremely critical condition at a mental hospital otherwise known as the state capitol. The doctors we pay to operate on this crucial issue can't agree on two different yet similar mandatory reporting bills, and there's a good chance an agreed-upon proposal won't even reach the Senate and Assembly floors by June 20th when the session ends. Each side blames the other, each side laments its eventual death, yet no one seems game to roll up their sleeves and resuscitate the proposal. I think it's too important of a bill for fail uh, to fail for lack of ability to find common ground, said State Senator Stephen Saland, who introduced a bill requiring complaints to be reported to the state's child abuse hotline. It would be a horrible failure to have the session end without passing legislation that I assume the governor will readily sign. Assemblyman Jack McEnany of Albany, who introduced a version that requires clerics to directly call their local DA's office, says he's frustrated. I don't know why they're still hanging on that hotline, he said, describing how the system is already burdened with thousands of household child abuse complaints every year. Governor Pataki's office, which was active in the negotiations, did not return calls for comment, perhaps because other issues like redistricting or election are more important. The U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops yesterday proposed a series of changes in the way churches handle future pre-sex abuse allegations, like calling the cops. The bishops vote on these proposals next week, but critics don't have much faith in the Catholic hierarchy, so the critical condition of the mandatory reporting bills add to that paranoia. New York State is still behind the times compared to the rest of the country, said Susan Jason, an advocate for victims. The reason is because of the cozy relationship between the politicians and church hierarchy, which is entirely unhealthy for the welfare of children. There you go. See, we always get conned into believing just after 9-11. Well, now, all of this uh, cover-up of the past, all these cozy relationships, all that's going to you know, go by the boards. Guess what? <laughs> Wrong. Whether it's the Catholic Church scandal or whether it's uh, you know, the uh, evildoers out there or all of this other crap. They're all too firmly entrenched, man. It's just if it ever does change, it's going to take a long time. And hopefully we'll still be here to see it. Here's a fact from Bob who says, unfortunately, I attended a Christian elementary school. Every school morning from the age of 5 to 11, I was made to pledge allegiance to the Christian flag. I never heard that before, before that thing no. I wrote. It has taken me years to finally get all of their corrosive indoctrination out of my brain. I'll never forgive the people who ran that school for brainwashing me. By the way, ex-priest John McLaughlin celebrated her their uh, the show, <laughs> her show's 20th anniversary last week. Bye-bye, says Bob. Bye-bye, Bob. Now, what was that under? I can't find that. What, bye-bye-bye? No, the McLaughlin uh, thing. What is that under in there? McLaughlin right? Group. How are we, but how are we spelling it? M-C-L? Maybe we have a, like a misspelling in here or something. Could be. I, I don't see it in there. I think it's gone. You'll have to diddle around to see if I... I, I know we have played it out of here. How the hell could it be gone? How could that have disappeared? One of the most crucial and important things in the history of mankind. Well, at any rate, good luck to you, Bob. Glad you were able to... I love that line he uses. It's taken me years to finally get all of their corrosive indoctrination out of my brain. And that's exactly what it is, corrosive indoctrination. Well put, Bob. You are... Absolutely correct, sir. Right on it. Disappeared out there, didn't it? I, it, it must have. Well, how's that possible? I remember putting it in there. Yeah, and I remember playing it out of there. It's on last year's best of, for what it's worth. Well, I'm not... Uh, I, I'm, I don't have a great pressing need to play that right now. We have better stuff to play. I mean, we, we could, you know, we spend a lot of time here looking that up, but we got yeah, important things to play like Jesus Christ. Right. Stuff like that. Andrea Pizer writes in today's New York Post, defenses, oh, and by the way, speaking of court stories, I meant, meant to mention this before, you know, the San Diego, what the hell was their name? 
the seven-year-old girl that was murdered? Rilia? No, no, no. Rilia is a five-year-old girl from Dade County who's disappeared The uh, out there in San Diego, for Christ's sakes. Oh, oh, oh. The, uh, the, 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 the rude, the... Bonnie Lee. The rain, no. Van Dam. Van Dam. Very good. God damn. Thank you, Miguel. Jesus Christ. The Van Dam. That trial's going on now. Did you see any of it? No. Oh. That defense attorney for the guy. I did see the clip. The guy was screaming and yelling and carrying on. Screaming and yelling. And they were smoking marijuana. Jesus Christ. And drinking. Yeah. Like every normal family. Well, what, what does that have to do with it? Uh, Apparently, if you smoke marijuana, you deserve to have your kid killed. Oh. Well, that's. Listen. Ties right in. Okay. Andrea Pizer writes in today's New York Post, defense's slimy claim these dope smoke hippies deserved it. Remember the Carnegie Deli murders? We talked about that, and they told the yeah. jurors they couldn't eat the Carnegie. <clears throat> Since day one of the Carnegie Deli massacre trial, the defense has sounded a subtle and deeply offensive theme. They seem to suggest that the three people murdered above the deli last year had somehow brought the killing upon themselves after all they smoked pot. This infuriates a close-knit group of girlfriends of Jennifer Stahl, one of three executed in a robbery that netted thieves about 350 bucks in a bag of pot, and they're right. No one has to die this way, no one asks to die this way, but just maybe the victims of the bloodbath should have heeded signs that something terrible might happen. Barbara Coleman, one of Jennifer's closest pals, saw it coming. For two months before the murder, she grew afraid of visiting Jennifer's apartment. She calls her anxiety a premonition. More likely, she could just no longer ignore what no one else in her circle of friends cared to see. The people who came into the apartment there seemed to be a shift last year, Barbara told me yesterday in tears. There were, these were more hip-hop kind of people, different from the professionals she dealt with in the music or entertainment industry. Hip-hop kind of people. Gangsters. I clearly told her I don't feel safe, and we talked about it. She said I was probably being paranoid because Jennifer trusted people. Coleman, a 44-year-old theatrical agent, is one of Jennifer's loyal girlfriends who attend the trial regularly. There are women on either side of 40 who worked in and around showbiz most of their adult lives. Some have tasted success or still believe it's coming. Musicians, dancers, unconventional types. They gathered in Jennifer's place above the deli to record music or just talk. And yes, smoked the pot that Jennifer supplemented her income by selling. George. Hip-hop wannabe Sean Sally, one of two men charged with the murders, referred callously to Jennifer in a tape conversation as a hippie. Hippie to Sally, that means weak. Yesterday, Rosamond Dane testified in crushing detail about watching her boyfriend, Charles Hallowell, uh, Hallowell, die on the floor of the apartment, a bullet piercing his head. She would have died, too, had she not jerked her head at the last second. But under cross-examination, defense lawyer Andrew Katz sounded a strangely accusatory tone, asking her why she came to New York, whether she smoked pot, and whether she'd had a drink. Outside, Barbara was adamant, it could have been me. No one asks to die like this, writes Andrea Pizer in today's New York Post. How do you like that? They were smoking pot, so they deserved it, see? Yeah. That's the American effing way, man. And if you have a half a joint, that means the next-door neighbor is allowed to sexually abuse and murder your child. Absolutely correct, sir. Right. 21 till 1 at 560 WQM. The Mad Dog will be here at 1. Summertime's here. Forget about it's coming like later in the month. It's here, whether it's official on the calendar or not. It's Schwitzen. Oleomed is one product that will make you feel your best and keep you in good health, even in South Florida, where the heat and humidity make you like feel uh, all washed out all the time. Oleomed is a soft gel capsule that contains pharmaceutical-grade olive oil along with vitamins, minerals, and herbals to promote health for your prostate, for your heart, your blood pressure, and your cholesterol. Oleomed also got supplements to promote health in your circulatory system, your digestive endocrine system, your skin and bones, even for your mind, all using the benefits of the best olive oil that money can buy. And don't forget, Oleomed's got products for men and for you ladies out there, too. 
Oleomed's available at Walgreens right now at Whole Food Markets, Devaro Pharmacy, and Sedano's. It's a stupendous, exciting new product that can do you a lot of good. So if you'd like to find out more about what it is and how it works and what it does, call this number toll-free and they'll answer all your questions. Call 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-O-L-E-O-M-E-D. Order their products off their website. There's no fact in, in the church. Wow. Uh, you are a man or a woman. I won't comment on that matter. That would be pending. Uh, no kidding. Numerous investigations have been conducted. <laughs> uh, I had another personality. Magnificent. I think I was insane. Yes. I drank. I smoked. I did drugs. You did exactly the right thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. I did anything I could to get sex. That is just a travesty. I'm personally opposed to sex. Yes. Put me on all fours? No. Sex? No. It's one of the most horrible acts I think a human being could commit. There's no love here. Correct. I'm going to go get love. Fine. Take care, sir. <laughs> 1244 at 560. Maybe she can have her as a running mate for like Lieutenant Governor and Hayes, huh? And Janet? I guarantee you they get in there that attendance at Dyke basketball goes zooming up there. No question about that. At least by a pair anyway. Probably kind of a saggy pair. Wait till you hear this story. North High Christian school teacher charged uh, with sexual relationship with student. Oh, this is in Wisconsin, no less. An Oshkosh North High school teacher accused of having an eight-month affair with a then 17-year-old male student could spend 10 years in prison if convicted of sexually assaulting the youth. Lori Mosier was charged uh, this week with sexual assault of a student by the school staff. Mosier, 39, will make an initial appearance July 2nd in Winnebago County Circuit Court. The North High drama and English teacher resigned today. After district officials confirmed she had a relationship with a student who was a high school senior at the time, the Oshkosh School Board accepted Mosher's resignation. Oh, I see, last Wednesday. She accepted on Friday. Mosher declined comment when contacted by the Northwestern. The Northwestern does not print the names of victims of alleged sex crimes. Well, that's, like I said, pretty boring. That was okay. Thank you. It was boring. This is a little more exciting than that. Cardinal William Keeler, who I think was like cousin to a Willie T. Ribs. Remember Willie Keeler? Oh, yeah, Ruby Keeler and Willie Keeler. It's all, all the same, uh, the Gantz Mishpacha. Cardinal William Keeler said he was considering asking the Vatican to defrock that priest who was shot by a man who claimed the priest had abused him years earlier. Remember that story from a few weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, of course. Certainly do. The announcement yesterday came as Keeler publicly urged the U.S. Conference of Bishops to adopt a zero-tolerance policy for priests who face substantiated claims of child sex abuse. But as we know now, of course, they say, well, you get to diddle once in the past. You can abuse one kid, and that will look the other way. The Conference of Bishops will vote next week on a proposed new uh, policy. Under the proposal, well, we know that. Dante Stokes, 26, told police he shot the Reverend Maurice J. Blackwell three times on May 13th. Because he'd been abused by Blackwell years earlier, Blackwell was removed from the pulpit in 1998 with another alleged victim came forward, but he remains a priest. Defrocking would formally push Blackwell out of the priesthood. Keeler met last week with Stokes and said he apologized to him for the pain he has suffered. He also told Stokes he would try to enact a new policy at the Bishop's Conference in Dallas. The zero tolerance. See, first of all, to show you the arrogance of these uh, assholes with their silly outfits, the idea that they, they should be having a policy of any tolerance, it's not their call to make. It's the law, you assholes. Who the hell are you people to get together and start, like, making up your own goddamn laws? 
Somebody violates a law like that, a civil law, you call the authorities, you turn their asses over, and you let them prosecute. That's the way it works. As opposed to, well, if you only screwed around with one kid in the past, and of course we got to find out if it was in the rectum or in the, rectum. you know, whichever. We'll, we'll look the other way on that. We'll give you like a get out of jail free card. Without the $200. Pretty sad. 420, oh, it's changing again. 423 votes on a poll. Which of these are you most interested in? The reason I took this poll today is because last night, or the early this morning, our time, U.S. upset Portugal in the World Cup in soccer 3-2. to two. And some people made a big to-do about that. And it's amazing to me, just like with the Marlins, it's the same thing on this station. I realize that we aren't anywhere near football season yet, and there's not much going on that anybody cares about in sports. But, but the fact is that at a time when we had the first game of the Stanley Cup Finals in Detroit in Hockey Town last night, and with a gigantic overtime upset by the Hurricanes 3-2, to two, with Ron Francis scoring the winning goal in overtime, at a time when something like that is going on, this station, all they can talk about is soccer. Nobody cares about soccer, I told you that. Except from people who just got off the banana boat in countries where they do care about it, which is most of the rest of the world, but that still ain't here. I mean, and, and I asked the question, which of these are you most interested in? I don't care about any of them, 118, baseball 115, hockey 91, soccer 45. 45, 10%. Cockfights 32. Even cockfights was almost outpacing soccer, huh? Now I got this because soccer is so boring. How about if they had cockfights in it during the soccer games? Like on the sidelines would be good. Huh? Or in between, uh, what do they have? Periods? Halves. Halftime? Yeah, Halves. at halftime would be good. Right out there in the field. All the contestants can unleash their cock and let them just, uh, you know, go to it. Uh, British Monarchy, 14, and Women's Basketball. Women's Basketball, oh, my God. Guess how many votes this one's got. Eight. Yeah, that's it. Good guess. Eight freaking votes for Women's Basketball for Dyke Ball. I guess I better do the break because I want to get to Remember I told you about the toxic air that we breathe? Not that right. I want to leave on a depressing note about the fact that we're... <laughs> oh, you hear that? <laughs> See? And, of course, this this is written for CBS News. Now they don't even know about the air in this studio. Sounds like a major, major lawsuit to me. In fact, I say we call OSHA. Well, you call him. I'm not going to be here anyway. You call him. You're on, like, pretty solid ground. Ten before one. If I just put that black hat back on and say, hey, you don't straighten the uh, AC vents out in here in this place. I'm calling the goddamn uh, OSHA and Luca Brazzi. Make Greg an offer he can't refuse. In fact, I'll give you one one word that, well, you know what it is. 10 before 1 at 560 WQM. Hey, all you deli lovers out there, have you tried South Florida's best-kept deli secret? Well, it's not just another deli. It's uh, Brothers, an extraordinary place, real New York deli-style food and service at its best. In fact, you know, now that I'm reading this, I'm going to have to get to the pickle barrel for lunch the uh, next couple of days in Toronto. I, I'm just in the mood for deli reading this. The original Brothers restaurant has been piling on the corned beef and pastrami and scrumptious brisket on thousands of sandwiches since 1976. Their overstuffed sandwiches are so big that two hands aren't even enough to hold them. Brothers have got the best homemade soups and salads, homemade chopped liver, all your favorites, and their hand-sliced Nova will remind you of the Lower East Side. They've got a full bakery and takeout department. I guarantee you at the... Uh, Purim time, they got great home intoshing too. Brothers can even cater your next holiday or family gathering, so when you're thinking about deli, when you're jonesing for some really good stuff, like a good plate of kishki, think of Brothers. Or if you say kishka, that's okay too, as in who stole the kishka? They're open every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They have a takeout you can eat in, and of course, and the catering corporate functions too. Visit your Brothers at 1325 South Powerline Road, or call them at 954-968. Get the number right. 
954-968-5881. And be sure to tell them that Neil told you to call the original Brothers Restaurant, 954-968-5881. In Phillies tonight from the Fed in Philadelphia. Coverage begins at 6.30 on Sports Radio 560. Will you fudge pack him? Yes. They want us to find a way to reimburse them for back pay. Stupid. From 200 years ago when they were slaves. When I only have a mobile home, a pit bull and a pinch of skull. So if you wanna ask me how, here's what I gotta say. You've got to. Kiss a nigger good morning And tell him that you're sorry for enslaving them all Kiss a nigger good morning And that's for everybody who is dead and gone If I was born in 1802 <laughs> Owning slaves ain't something I'd do But what were dead people did to you I have to take the blame would you settle for an old Pontiac? No! With a can of smelly cherry and back. <laughs> Instead of 40 acres and a mule, I have a better way. You've got to kiss a nigger good morning. Plant one on Alley Barry, Morgan Freeman, too. Kiss a nigger good morning. That's your restitution for enslaving you. Kiss a nigger good morning. Okay. And tell them that you're sorry for enslaving them all. You got to kiss a nigger good morning. And that's for everybody who is dead and gone. Cup 56 at 560 WQM. Demand it's only four minutes away. Yeah, they're not uh, too happy about that one free pass with this church deal. You know, we don't get free bank robberies in America, but uh, the bishops are basically saying that uh, a predator of children can get away with uh, at least two counts uh, of abuse. And the key question here is, who sets the standard for what is a uh, count of abuse? Is it an arrest? Is it a conviction? Or is it just now? Only the shadow knows. Here's a fax from Neil in Aventura. has got a real good memory. He says you actually made reference to the Christian flag several years ago. There was a meeting of lunatics that included then-Vice President Danny Boyd Quayle. They were all pledging to the Christian flag at the Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church uh, in Fort Lauderdale. How do you like that? With a good old Jimmy Kennedy up there. Probably doing a little goose-stepping. The toxic air we breathe. This is not a good thing to be... <laughs> you know, but when you got a little... <laughs> Does that sound all that bad? No. <laughs> no, it's not. Not like Monday. Monday, oh, boy, God. it was heavy duty, but now that I got like the purple and the uh, dark green, the Linda Blair uh, shade out of there, it's coming along. CBS News reports at least two-thirds of Americans live in areas where toxic chemicals pose an elevated cancer risk, and EPA analyzation concludes. The findings are contained in a long-awaited EPA assessment of health risks from 32 toxic chemicals. The study is based on 1996 emissions data subjected to several years of internal analyzation. The assessment concludes that the accumulated exposure to the various toxic chemicals can be expected to cause 10 additional cancers over a lifetime of exposure for every 1 million people or a 10 in 1 million cancer risk. Well, it's not too bad, 10 in a million. Yeah. It's better than a lottery, though. 
These risks can be found across virtually the entire country, said the study, which was reviewed by outside scientists. More than 200 million people live in census tracts where the combined upper-bound lifetime cancer risk from these chemical compounds exceeded 10 in a million risks.